What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Huh? Shout out for the Coach Gang or to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest-running episodic program here on YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, wrote a song about it. Here you go. Today, we're going to talk about 21 again. This was a show that came out right around 2019. I just became aware of it. All right. You know, I'm not up on everything that comes out. Had a chance to review a couple of the materials out here. And we're going to talk about, again, the arrested development of our culture. Everybody wants to be young. And nobody really wants to grow up and be responsible. See, I'm a kid at heart. I love being a kid. I love my toys. I love my hobbies. I love my man toys, whatever you call them. All right. And so in a sense, I do have a sense of enjoying being youthful, right? You don't have to grow up, put a suit on and be all buttoned up all the time. All right. And worrying about shoes. You know, it gets boring. It gets boring. A lot of times, some of the things that you wish that you had as a child, you weren't able to afford it, but then you become an adult and you're able to afford it. Some of these things that people do, uh, people have a description of what people are, are, are. When you get older, you're supposed to be boring. Right. Uh, if you see an old person dancing or has a little bit of a vibe, oh, this person that passed the vibe check. Oh, you know, they're just young at heart. You know, I'm an old spirit, but I'm young at heart. But I also think in our culture, we're trying to be something that we're not. Right. We're trying to come back and bring back something into our lives that we that that is far gone. It's far gone. You know, I'm not trying to be out here all in my skinny jeans. All right. Out here flossing. You know what I mean? Sitting up with the homeboys talking on the corner slinging rocks and smoking weed, all right? Uh, but in, in a certain sense, we're seeing especially a, especially Generation Z uh, refusing to grow up and take responsibility. See, those things go hand in hand. You can grow up, you can be older and get older and still be youthful. You can get older and still be in the world. You can get older and still have toys. But when you get older and refuse to take responsibility for who you are, that's where I draw the line. And I think our culture... The Western culture is promoting people going back to years that are far gone. And then they can go back to this time where Generation Z will get you out here making more excuses than you actually need. All right. In their pity party because their failure to launch. All right. And so shout out to the millennials as well. The millennials who have failed to launch in life. And, and I'll be fair. I know I'm a little hardcore with this because I'm a tough love person. I'm like, F it. If you ain't getting it, I'm getting it. All right. Whatever you don't get in this life, I'll get yours. All right. I'm picking up yours. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to help you get it. All right. But what, what, what I'm going to tell you is this. Okay. What I'm going to tell you is this, this tough, this world is a little bit tougher than it was, but in certain instances, it's easier. So um, it's easier to learn information. It's easier to apply information. You can become a millionaire sitting in your house. Okay, you don't never have to leave your house and you can become a millionaire. We know many people that can be that can do that. In times past, you had to invent a product in order to become a millionaire. You had to put up a building and make a factory and invest in all kind of equipment to be a millionaire. In in past times, it was a much less secure place to be. In present time, you're definitely more secure. All right, you, there's no threat of anything. So much so that that younger people today are overly consumed with words, all right? Words really matter, all right? And you're going to hear this in this 21 forever, again, the 21, in which um, words are everything. It's so much so that they will change the language in order to suit uh, people's feelings about things. Like they'll say pronouns, all right? This is something that Generation Z 
is really embracing and they want us to come backwards and embrace these things. And it's going to be very difficult for us to do so because we were always told sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt us. So your generation has been taught words mean everything. All right. Your generation is taught that you have are entitled to happiness. Our generation was taught you'll like you'll get nothing and you'll like it. All right. So we grew up in completely different times. We grew up in a time where tough love was common. And then you grew up in a time where your parents should be your best friends. So we're 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 in two different worlds. We're 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 we're, we're and I had to put that in there. We'll see what happens. And so this is the time that we live in. And we can make fun of it. As a Generation Z, I can make fun of, I'm sorry, as a Generation Xer, I can make fun of Generation Z's culture because I think you're soft. Soft, S-O-F, capital T, soft. All right. But uh, in your generation, you think this is more important. And you're. it's okay to be soft. It's okay to be S-O-F, capital T, coach. Soft. <laughs> All right. But then when somebody lights a fire under your ass, guess what? You ain't going to be ready. You're not going to be prepared. I was always told you always stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Y'all's asses make us wait for you to get ready. Okay. You got to wait for us to get ready. Why? Because I'm SOF, capital T, soft. <laughs> Shout out to the softies right now. All right. They're here melting like snowflakes. What is this? These words are triggering me. S-O-F, capital T, soft. That's going to be a new one. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the show. Let's do these Super Chats. Appreciate y'all for being here. All right. Yep. Super Chat time. Wet noodle-ass people. Look, man, we were told. Remember when you, remember when you were told to introduce yourself to somebody? You would look him in the eye. Remember that? I had an aunt. Shout out to my aunt. All right, I don't tell my relatives' names out here. Shout out to my aunt, who's my mother's sister. Um, she used to be grilling. It was me and my cousin. And me and my cousin, you know, we were knuckleheads. You know what I mean? Ashy elbows, ashy knees, all of that stuff, knuckleheads. And she would always try to reel us in. And she was the aunt that we could not stand. You know what I mean? She, she would come around and we'd be like, oh, here come this aunt. And she was always telling us to straighten up and stand up and chest chest out, stomach in. <laughs> we were like, what's wrong with you, man? Just chill out. Can you come over here? And she would be like, when you introduce yourself to somebody, you tell them your first and last name and you look them in the eye. <laughs> we were like, what is wrong with this person? And then she say, shake my hand. She was a corporate aunt. Then we shake her hand. What is this wet noodle? <laughs> wet noodle. You give them the handshake, you'd be like, Oh, man, tighten up your hand grip. You know what I mean? She was the male of the aunts for us. She was the uncle. She was uncle aunt. We had to get in there. Hi, my name is Greg Adams. <laughs> Look up in the eye. <laughs> and then she was like, keep eye contact with them. Be confident. She was that aunt, man. So look, we tell these young dudes to do stuff like this. They throw that old wet noodle out there and then they tell you they five, five, 15 different pronouns. Well, I'm not a band, so I don't got to look. What, what, what do you mean? You're not a, what the? You all confused as the who the person. I got to figure out what you identify as before I can tell you to put your arm out there. Then the women out there, they, they shaking hands like a dude. You ever, hear, <laughs> you ever be, 
you ever be somewhere and you meet a lady? How you doing? And you 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 expect her to put her three little fingers in your hand? Oh hi, and give you that little female handshake, and she'd be like, "Put her here, pal." She'd be shaking your hand. You'd be like, <laughs> she walk away all strong and all confident. You looking at her like, "Who the hell is this, GI Jane?" And the dude's walking around on like tippy toes, following her. I can fly. I can fly. I can fly. I can fly. What's wrong? Mm. This world is going to hell, bro. <laughs> the girls walk around with they like they swinging Johnson. The dudes walking around on their tippy toes. The dudes go in the bathroom. They don't even stand up and piss at the damn the urinal. They go in the bathroom and Peter sit down. The girls come in there. I'll use that. Step aside, sir. She come in there. She just standing there. I'm like looking at her like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> where's the world going man this girl at the gym putting on two and a quarter squatting the dude that the dudes come in the gym they don't even know how to work the equipment what is this here what kind of what? i'm like this world is gone hey i don't know what the hell to expect from a person today peace standing up ass women rosie the river ass women and these dudes over here peace sitting down ass crying Talking about, <laughs> coach, I just want a girl. I just need a girl. I'm like, there ain't no girls out here. I can't tell who's a girl anymore. I don't know who's a 304 or not. They all wearing the same damn uniform at this particular point. The dudes that wear suits, they over here tinkerbelling. And the dudes over <laughs> I don't know. There's no, there's no uniform anymore. I don't know who's who. So it's hard for me to give you instructions out here today. All I'm going to say is protect yourself before you wreck yourself. All right, let's get back to these out here. Let's get to these super chats. Girl standing up over you jagging off. Wait, wait, what? Ma'am, what are we doing today? Girls coming over there with condoms and they purse. What is going on here? Oh, I'll take one. It's hard to, you, you can't figure out what's going on. They'll break the damn NCAA scoring record on your ass. you like, I just took her out to dinner. <laughs> Can somebody tell me what the world, what in the world's going on? All right, shout out to Freddie Frappuccino. He says, don't feed the stray kittens out here. Shout out to the stray kittens. <clears throat> don't feed the stray kittens out here. And there's going to be a lot of them out here. All right, the Lone Brown Wolf says Forever 21. Where's the human resource department at? There they are. There's Forever 21 out there. Shout out to the Veracles Vein Brigade going on. <laughs> the Veracles Vein Brigade. Now we know these are ladies, a few of these at least. We don't know what the hell's going on here. Uh, you never can tell. I mean, I've been just fed, I've just been filled up with a lot of information watching this show. So I'm all discombobulated as to who's who. All right, but Arrested Development is real. All right, shout out to the uh, Human Resource Department. Hey, El Chino says, let's get the likes up, fellas. Shout out to the coach gang and... And that's you. And that's you. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Setsana says, the truth shall set, set you free agent. Gotta get my bag. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Andrew, according to DW, America is home of the biggest group of wealthy, highly successful black people in the world. One in 50 African-Americans Families are millionaires. Thoughts on this, coach? Man, just my two cents. That oppression is something else. Mm. <laughs> I tell you what, boy. 
I tell you what, and man, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of black, that's a lot of money here. There's a lot of black wealth. The whole oppression thing is absolutely ridiculous. What people don't understand is, you know, you, you were given a template of life. I don't know if this still works. This is going to be hard for you to accept. <laughs> you were given a template of life. You know, there's you can color inside and outside the lines. You know, there's a little bit of room here for you to grow. You can make a couple of mistakes, but if you shoot yourself in the foot continuously, you're probably not going to be successful on any level. So, you know, you know, you violated 50 laws of the 60. You're not going to be successful. But here, America is home of the biggest group of wealthy, highly successful black people in the world. Let's give them a round of applause. Let's give them a round of applause. I think there is a lot of black success here, but they're all Uncle Toms. You know what I mean? They all Uncle Toms and they don't care about the community. They probably married white women. I don't know. There's black successful people here. <laughs> there are, but I think they get ignored because the loudest, the loudest ones in the group are the least successful, but that goes for anything. That goes for women, that goes for men. The loudest men group, the loudest female group are the ones that are not successful. The ones who are doing it, they ain't saying the peep. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably had to shuffle too. What was the guy who went out there? I think his name is Robert Smith. Robert Smith. He went out there. I think he was at Moore, Morehouse. I think he went to Morehouse. He's he's one of the most he's a, one of the few black billionaires out there. He goes out there. All of y'all, we're gonna pay off your whole debt, all of your student loan debt. We're gonna let you, let you brothers leave here with a leg up on the competition. Let's give Robert Smith a round of applause. Congratulations to him because he doesn't have to do that. And then they literally found out he was married to a white woman, and it went. Oh, the hell with him. And his cave trick. Yeah. Wasn't he married to a white woman and they get they all ran off on his ass? They were like this. They was like, nah. I was like, dang, boy. Let me see if his wife, I think she was white. Robert F. Smith. Hold on for a second. That's not the right one. Boy. Let me see here. Yeah, they found out she had a white wife, and they was like, oh, he is a Uncle Tom, you sellout. <laughs> Her name is Mary Poole. I can't tell what's going on here. That's got that's not the right Robert Smith. That's a damn rocker, Robert Smith. <laughs> All right, hold on. Where's his wife? Anyway, I can't find it. I wasn't prepared to talk about that. No, not the BET guy. Not the BET guy. That's going to be um. Bob Johnson, uh, Bob Johnson, Robert Johnson. That's going to be Robert Johnson. I always have to, this is how I remember Robert Johnson. I think his name is Robert Johnson. This is how I remember his name. I always think of the Charlotte Bobcats because um, he named this team, the Charlotte Bobcats, after himself, out of Bobcat. So he put Bob, in, he put his nickname in the team name. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. That's why you chose that old weak-ass Bobcat name. <laughs> anyway, no, that guy coach is talking about started 
Yeah, the guy, the guy I'm talking about, Robert F. Smith. I'll show you a picture of him. People don't know. See, damn, how do how do brothers not know who the most successful, richest black man on the planet is? Probably on planet Earth. Who's the richest black man, or, or in America at least? Right there, this guy right here. Oh, here's a picture of his white wife right here. So Robert Smith, I think he's the richest black man in America. How we don't know this? This is why you want to be a billionaire. Nobody knows your name. Nobody got to know your name. So anyway, um, this is Robert Smith right here and his wife. And um, it says right here, somebody said P. Diddy. <laughs> oh, right here. There it is right there. There's He married like a playmate, somebody said. He married a playmate, a former playmate. You thought this was me? At some point, it will be. I think, yeah, he married a flatback. Here it is right here. He married a flatback that played girl, playboy model. Hey, shout out to shout out to Robert Smith out here. He's a billionaire investor. He paid off all these black men's student loan student loans at Morehouse. And they they were celebrating him. And then they found out this was his wife and they ran his ass off. They were like, uh, uh, you married a white woman, a doll. Basically, she looked like a doll. All right, she looks like a doll. She flat-backed it, long-backed it for sure. Now, look at him. How dare you? How dare you, Robert Smith? Shame on you. <laughs> they turned on the man. All right, I think, is he the richest black man on, in, in America? I'm going to look it up. How do we even get the hoops? Oh, it was a super cat. Uh, richest black man in America was go is going to go to Robert Smith. I think they said, no, 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 no. Where's the list? Michael Jordan. Um, in America, it's going to go to, it says, no, Kanye is not. And they're going to go to, who did they give it to? They gave it to Robert Smith. All right. According to Forbes magazine. And then following that, following that, this is a brother in Nigeria that is worth 11 billion. Aliko Dangato, Dangoto. I'm not sure who that is. Shout out to that brother right there. But Robert Smith is the richest. All right. So anyway, so I said Tyler Perry. Hey, one thing about a being a billionaire, nobody knows who the hell you are. People only know who millionaires are. People don't know who a billionaire. You can name 50 millionaires. I bet you you can't name that many billionaires. I mean, and there's a lot of them. So anyway, let's go back to the where do we get out of here? Here we go. Um, shout out to you, Andrew. Brits Clown, Coach, did you hear about the government, uh, Governor of Cali trying to pass a bill to allow these 304s to delete their babies seven days after birth? I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. El Chigone, Coach, I was born ready, and I was ready on fish and spaghetti. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 because I was born ready, and I was already on fish and spaghetti. Yeah, shout out to G. Depp. Last one, Eddie says, just bought a PUA course that will teach me how to cold approach women for $99. Wish me luck, coach. P.S. Proud to be a snowflake. Shout out to you, man. Hey, you'll approach, you know, you'll probably, you know, you'll, it's a dollar for every woman you approach on the first week. All right. Interesting stuff here. Let's get into the context of the show. We won't hold you waiting here. Keep you waiting. Here it is right here. Uh, people are stuck in arrested development. I think men and women do suffer from this as well, but men, women do suffer from it from a, uh, from a standpoint of uh, their best years are their younger years, all right? Despite the fact that they'll try to tell us 40 is the new 25 or whatever they're trying to spin to us, despite the fact that the Barracos name brigade out here, they, despite the fact that they have all the miracles of modern technology and science to 
lift their jowls up, um, you know, get their forehead a little bit smoother or a, a cut and color their hair. All right. Uh, what they're trying to do is look like a younger woman. All right. They will lift their or chesticles. They will get a tummy tuck. I mean, there's millions and millions of things. Now we're doing BBL, breast implants. I mean, we're doing everything to really fool and trick uh, people into uh, and women to look like young women. Now, oddly enough, as they're trying to look like young women, they will actually browbeat you to hell for looking at young women. Now, make that make sense. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're shaming me for liking younger women. However, everything you do, makeup, hair, hair extension, vaginal waxing, cut and color, tummy tuck, everything you're doing is to look like a younger woman, right? I'm actually confused as what the hell's going on here. I mean, if you like who you like, like is 40 is the new 25. Why don't 40 be the new, the regular 40? All right, but no. All right, I'm supposed to be, you know, you shouldn't be liking younger girls and then you'll try to look like a younger girl. I'm not trying to look like a younger girl. Yes, you are statistically. I actually did a great stream breaking down why how makeup is used subconsciously to look younger. But most women want to, uh, um, 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 they, they will deny this to you, which is nothing but plausible deniability. Uh, but scientifically, everything they're doing is mimicking youth. All right, so... Uh, this is some of the things that you have to deal with as a man. This is why it's important to stand on your square and know why people do things. So then when people come in, this is not true because you're a, you're a ham and egger. You're a plugged in NPC. You don't even know why you're putting on these things. All right. You kind of know, but you're not admitting it. But you will try to gaslight me to act like I'm crazy. You're doing it to make yourself look younger, period. <laughs> you're mimicking Fertility, signs of fertility. This is what we're talking about here. When you put blush on, especially if you're a white woman, you're mimicking signs of fertility as opposed to looking gaunt and sick. All right, when you're doing this, putting lipstick on, bright red lipsticks, that highlights arousal and fertility. Okay, when you do this and put mascara and all of these things on your eyes, you're hiding the markers of aging. When you're putting anti-aging serum in on your face, you're doing it to hide your age and appear younger. Come on, man. Stop trying to pay me like boo-boo the fool. I know what's going on here. You know, it is what it is. This is the world you got to deal with, all of this deniability here. But let's get into the education. I talked talk to my brothers about this the other day. The origins of the word teenager. Anytime you use the word teenager, this is uh, a word that replaced adolescence or a young adult somewhere in the mid 1900s. And this is a new term that was made as a marketing term to recognize the spending power of the adolescent. The adolescence is a struggling years. As you guys remember, these years were very tough on a lot of people. You were kind of caught in between in a lot of places. Uh, but however, a lot of people remember your adolescence years more than you remember any other years. You kind of can, can reflect back what happened to you in these years and as you progressed into your early 20s these were probably the most fun times that you had even though it was stressful back then most of you guys were ugly ass people when you were adolescents teenagers and young people 20s you know that you were awkward then but some people hit the genetic lottery at this particular point and they had fantastic times during these things uh during their time here all right many of you guys had pussy pimply face 
all right, acne all over your place, back knee, acne, acne behind your knees, acne, back knee, all, everywhere. You had acne all around your neck, okay? You were awkward, gangly. You were either underdeveloped or severely overdeveloped, all right? It, you, there was, <laughs> it was a mess. Who remembers that? Um, and uh, during this time, though, people will experience their best years and people will always go back to these years. So let's go back to this show. Take a look at this show here. 21 again. 21 again. Again, why are women wanting to go back to the age of 21? Why is Netflix pushing women? And the women you see here on this part of this, this right here, these are the young women. These are the daughters, by the way. These are the teenage daughters. I keep saying teenage, but these are the adolescent, young adult women in the show. These aren't even the older women, brothers. And I just noticed something about these young women in this photo. I want you to notice a few things about the young women in these photos. First of all, uh, many of them look like they can have about five babies right now. All right. They're actually <laughs> they're actually built physically enough to uh, put make make an entire village full of babies within a decade meaning they are using their sign they they're they they have wide hips <laughs> they have wide hips some of these girls are teenagers uh, on the show all right as you would call it here these are some thick young women sometimes just a little too thick to be this young all right but that's neither here or there uh 21 again is a in a social experiment Anytime you see the term social experiment, what immediately has to come to your mind is the term indoctrination, okay? All right, so what society's going to do is indoctrinate you. They're going to put you into some scenario in which they're going to monitor you like lab rice, <laughs> lab mice, and then essentially try to get you to, to get a certain outcome. The outcome um, is basically going to be induced. They're going to push you to an outcome because they control the experiment. They're manipulating. Yeah, when you see social experiment, it means manipulation. So they're going to you're going to you're going to agree to the social experiment. They have a predicted outcome of the social experiment, and they're going to throw everything in a social experiment to try to see if they can get the predicted outcome. So this happens in terms of. Um, let me just give you what's going on here. They, they learn these things in university, by the way. This is what the anthropology, psychology, sociology department does on a regular basis, all right? So when you go to school to learn in those uh, fields of study, this is what they do. This is what sociologists do, all right? This is what psychologists do. This is what they do. This is what anthropologists do. They go to a third world place and they socially manipulate that third world, all right? And then they manipulate them to get them to do what they want. Like you might go on a, mission or you're a missionary you go in there and you socially experiment and then you scare the piss out of them and then you change their religion first they're praying to sun god next day they pay into the jesus christ of latin saints i mean this is basically what happens <laughs> all right so you scare the bejesus out of people or you indoctrinate them or you manipulate them um uh, uh one more point on that social experiment thing we're doing it now. Social experiments are being done and ran on you 24-7. 24-7, meaning um, 
these social media companies will put certain things in front of you intentionally, maybe for advertising or maybe to gather data. They will put certain things in, to, in front of you to see how you react. And then they gather data. So these social media companies are gathering data on you. You guys think that you're getting free information and free interaction and free videos. But what they're doing is manipulating you and they're get, gathering data based on how you react. Do you get triggered? Do you get excited? Do you purchase? Do you do? We're participating in social experiments. The other social experiments that they will do is that they will take people um, and then they will give them money and see how they react. Okay, so they the, the Georgia $1,000 per single mother or per black woman is a social experiment. They even admitted that it was a social experiment. And then what they can do is they can manipulate you to act, see who acts, why they are acting. And then once they get you in there, then they can further manipulate you to act a certain way. Can they get you from to move from Chicago to Georgia to collect $850 a month? They're going to gather that data. So people have to understand when they're everything you're doing, just about everything you're doing, whether you stop at the traffic light when it turns yellow or red, they're they're gathering data on you constantly. So you are, in essence, a lab rat. OK. Mm. <laughs> you're a, you're a lab rat in today's society. There's nothing that you don't. There's nothing that you do that is not a data gathering uh, um, implement. It's not a social experiment. Same thing as when you get your little work pass. Oh, I got my work pass and you put it on the door beep, and it lets you in. They gather data. When you went in, how long the door was open? Did you hold the door for somebody else? Blah, 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 blah. They all have a camera pointed at it and they gather data, gather data, gather data, data. And they use it to better their whatever they're doing and their whatever they're doing. And then they'll eventually say, you know what? Forget about the work pass. How about we put the chip in your arm? Then they see how many people do it. Oh, yeah, I'll put a chip in my arm. Well, if enough people say they won't do it, then they'll say, we'll wait five years for that. And then immediately we'll cause a situation that will make them put a chip in their arm, like COVID. COVID then made people say, I'd rather put a chip in my arm. And then now they control the scenario to make you want to put a chip in your arm. I'm giving y'all too much here. <laughs> I'm giving you too much information. But just so you know, every single one of us is a lab rat. And, and we're being socially experimented on on a daily basis. All right. So when you hit pull your Netflix up, when you pull your Hulu up, you notice that it says we're going to set your settings to the shows that we think you want to watch. Social experiment. Then you get to watching them and then they get to seeing if that's exactly it. It's called an algorithm. All right. And then that's based on what you watch. And then they will program stuff for you to watch. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And then your ass dumb ass will watch it. And what are they doing? Manipulate, manipulate, manipulate. So this is another manipulation experiment here. All right. Where they'll socially experiment on people. And these people volunteered for this experiment. They volunteered. And then they said, hey, you'll be famous. We'll give you a makeover. We'll give you attention. All you have to do is participate in this experiment. And so they chose to say, yeah, I'll take our, we'll take our busted Pillsbury biscuit can ass out here and participate in this. And it says a group of daughters sends their mothers disguised as 21 year olds into the world to experience life as a member of Generation Z. Now you have to ask, why would they do that? Number one, these women get attention. These young women get an opportunity to get attention. Well, social media is not enough, or they can get a heightened social media presence. 
by doing so? Why would they volunteer their mothers? Well, their mothers probably could get themselves some, some attention if they were like that. Not only that, they convinced the mother that we're going to make you over to look 21. What woman's not going to do that? Okay. They, they appeal to your weakest, your insecurities. Hey, we're going to make you 21 again. He says they don't look 21. And so these women don't look 21. They kind of look, you know, I, I can't tell, you know, their face, their demeanors and their postures, their insecurities are raining. They look young, but uh, they look a little bit plump to be that young. All right. Some of these girls are less than 21. So let's give you a couple of uh, things here that they did. Let's give you a couple of pictures. So this is one of the, 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 the uh, parents here. This is the daughter and this is the mom. This is the mom. This is who this is how they made her look 21. They gave her a midriff um, with her boobs a little bit lifted, and they put these wigs on, which is common of a young generation Z, and they put a beanie on to hold the wig in place. I don't know if you know that's a secret too, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, when they're wearing these beanies, especially somewhere in the spring and summer and it's hot, is to keep their wig in place. All right. I don't know if you guys know that. It's not part of the outfit. It's not part. It's not that they said, oh, this beanie would match. It's to literally keep the wig from falling off. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so this is the woman. They made her up to be 21. All right. Um, this is another one here that uh, they made to look 21. This is the daughter. And then this would be the mother here. And they said, uh, and, and oddly enough, this mother already came in with a colored hair. But I think it was blonde. And then they made it pink. All right, so as you can see here, this the young girl doesn't look like this, but in order for her to look younger, they highlighted her pink here. Uh, let's see here. And this is the group of mothers here. I don't know if you guys can see that very well. All right, yeah, it's pretty small. Uh, this is the total group as, at, at, as a whole. And so what they did was, hey, ladies, wouldn't it be great if we gave you a makeover, makeup and eyelashes? And well, this appeals to women. Now, these women don't look 21. All right. So uh, they definitely there's no tricking us here. But in their mind, they look 21. I discussed this this morning uh, that uh, a woman will be bragging to you. She'll be 35. She'll say I got carded. They think I'm young. Everybody says I look younger than I am. Every everyone says that I look 22, but I'm really 37. And you're looking at the person, Martin Luther Lee. OK, the person that's saying that you're looking at him like this here. You're looking at him like, ma'am, you do not look 22. Okay, I know what 22-year-old girls look like. You know what 22-year-old girls look like? They look like they're 18. Okay, <laughs> so you don't look 22. You look 34 at best. Let me play a trailer uh, for this show. We'll play a trailer so you can see what type of stuff they're talking about. Here's the trailer for the show, according to the BBC Three. Uh, let's go ahead and make that a little larger. And fair use, but I doubt it matters at this point. Right, so I've not done selfies before. So this is the thing I really struggle with. So five daughters send their moms undercover. Dress like what? <laughs> Why? What are we doing? Why is this important? They... West side. Mom! We're in control of everything that they do. <gasps> So they teach them how to be narcissists, to command attention. They teach them how to go on social media. They teach them how to go on dating apps. They teach them how to pose for social media. 
They teach them also about the Skittles community. Much of the episode number three was about gender and and and, and all of that stuff that they talk about that, you know. I'm actually on Tinder. My way or the highway. <laughs> what they wear. How am I going to cook? That's disgusting. So she got the long nails, which long nails are very non-hygienic. It's a non-hygienic thing to do, but they seem to be enamored with them. Gels. Um, and um, the mom says, how am I going to cook? Well, 21-year-old young women and under don't worry about cooking like that. Matter of fact, that is... Um, that is going to go against their social construct construct of gender. It also might explain why they are already overweight at their age, that they don't cook and they eat probably uh, hot pockets and dino chicken nuggets and tombstone pizza and whatnot. Like a witch. Who they meet? We're talking about sex so early in the relationship. You call this a relationship? <laughs> so, you so they send the older women out on dates with younger men. Now, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to ask this question. I have to fair use this, so I can't let it play all the way through. I have to ask a question. Do you think they would have a show in which they got older men to act like they were 20 or 21 and then put these older men on a dating app in front of women in their 20s? How do you think that show or social experiment will go over? So they got an older guy. They said, you know what? We're going to shave your beard or we're going to dye your beard. All right, we're going to give you hair implants. We're going to do whatever we need to do. We're going to give you muscle shirt. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go online. And then you're going to fake as your new you. And then you're going to match up with 21-year-old girls. <laughs> And then when you match with these girls, you're going to go out with them and have text messages. Exchange. How, 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 how do you think that show will get over? No one will allow that. But here we are allowing this and giving these pumping up their self-esteem and, and convincing these women that they look 21. <laughs> they don't look 21, by the way. Good Lord. But anyway, this is the whole thing that they're trying to. This is all social experiment on us. You guys both single. And where they go. Ta-da! <laughs> Ready for work. So step one, get on Instagram. So step one as a 21-year-old woman is to get on Instagram. Mm. I'm feeling horrific. Actually, in fact, I don't actually know how she manages to get good angles. I mean, it's a really naughty shot. So maybe that should be my profile picture. <laughs> she definitely looked like a cougar wearing that leopard print i don't know many 21 year olds that wear leopard print like that she definitely she just looks like a cougar to me she don't look 21. maybe that should be my profile picture i'll put the other way yeah around. put it the other way around so you sat like that yeah that's it perfect <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so teach them how to pose for instagram likes All right, step two oh is to God. create an online dating account. So this is what we do. Obviously, the show doesn't follow this. This is only for the commercial and trailer. Step one, get an Instagram account. Step two, lie and manipulate on dating apps. This is step two. I'm actually on Tinder. So what do I do? So if you're in First of all, these women know what to do on Tinder. They're, they're single mothers. All right, I don't think they're married. Actually, this woman does 
have a wedding ring, ring on. What do I do? She know. Hey, look, she trying to act like she don't know what to do. All right. What, what? How do I do? Yeah, you know what to do. Get on Tinder. So what do I do? So if you. They got these hoop earrings on. Interested in him? Swipe right. If you're not interested in, swipe left. It's a it's a catalog. But as you soon as as soon as you swipe, it's, it's gone. a catalog. I think my mom would be surprised. The guys are very, yeah, judgmental. The things they say can be a bit, yeah, crude. So she has a speech impediment. So we're not gonna make fun of that. She, I think she also has a disability, like a one leg, I believe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is the mom who thinks she looks 21. What's he sent you? That is disgraceful. I can't Shame. believe it. Let me have a look. She got a salami picture. <gasps> you could go from dating someone and like sexting the next day. I don't think she's ready at all to see what's about to come. Hey, Pop, I prefer smashing it from behind. Sharp I actually have no words. <laughs> so they're not even being gentlemen, are they? No. So they try to act like they don't know. Oh, what? This is ridiculous. I mean, you had sex once at least to have your daughter. Step three, dating. Food is sick, though. So again, this is what we did here. We just put these older women out here against, against these younger men. But they do a show like this for men. They would not do this. They would not say sit across from these junior college girls from Arizona State. All right, and you'll sit across from them and you're acting young and we're going to see if the girls buy it. And then you can actually smash one of these girls if you want, which you'll probably have to pay for it. But there you go right there. Look at her. Uh-huh. She got that big old chubby cheeks drooling. She's like, yeah, I got me some youngins. I got me some youngins on the table. She out there like this. She out there like this. Gotta get my bag and run. Mm, look at them fingers, bruh. Look at them fingers, man. Look at them cheek. Look at that wide, fat face right there, bruh. You know she out there. <laughs> you know there's more cushion for the pushing going on right there. There's a surprise all up on. Never mind. You know there's surprises everywhere. When you open all that up, this going to be surprises. This the daughter? Oh, that is the daughter. She's... Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, we look young. Oh, boy. What a what a farce. Let's get back to uh, some Super Chats, and I'm going to get... I'm going to show you some other stuff in here. She was like, mm-hmm. This is what's coming on with this world. Vincent Dean Jr., we went from firm handshakes to guys painting their fingernails. Yes, indeed. It's okay to do these things. I mean, man, listen, I'm not saying I don't agree or disagree whether it's okay. I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I mean, I do things that I think's okay that you don't think is right, and you always talk me out of it. So it doesn't mean I can't talk you out of doing something that you think is okay. Correct? Correct. Morality is what it is, but this is what we're doing. Young men aren't taught to be young men and engaging. And be strong and be, you know, firm handshake type stuff. Where did that go? We're all Neanderthals over here. Triggerverse says Futurama, Snoo Snoo, Amazon, out here. Amazon's out here. The girls. Oh, those, those big girls here. The big young girls. I'm going to show you some more pictures of the girls. Um, J DJ B Fit, he says you should add soft 
from life to the soundboard. Yes. S-O-F, capital T, soft. Life is one of my favorite movies, by the way. I've seen it. What you going to do? What you going to do? Shout out to uh, Triggerverse says, can you see Willow Smith's? Oh, coach, did you see Willow Smith's letter to Tupac? <laughs> I didn't see it. I saw somebody referenced it. But Willow Smith is writing a letter to Tupac. When Jada is, or, oh, man, I get, it gets really bizarre. Uh, Kaylin Ferguson, hey, coach, do you think Jada will try to get hair implants to look attractive enough to cheat on Will again? Well, no, she doesn't have to. Guys will smash anything. So Jada is definitely higher up on the list of smashable women. And if any dude gets an opportunity, most dudes going to hit that. Whether she got a baldy, a fade, a high top fade, all right, a jerry curl. She don't need any implants. Not hair implants, she don't. El Chino says, someone pointed out, why is that the store is uh, called Forever 21 and not Forever 31 or 41? Well, the reality of this again, this this show 21 again, highlights the the prime age for women. I mean, I, listen, they're the ones that said 21. So you're you're asking the question that everybody, this is the million dollar question. So the idea of 40 being the new 25 and older women are still vital is a mythology. They're, they're trying to convince you of this. What they want to be is this age. All right, this is where the fun happens. This is where the fun happens. Even if they don't get what they really want out of life, this is where the fun happens. 21. This is when they're at their peak. Women. They're at their they're at their peak. Attractiveness or whatever. It's gonna, it ain't getting any better from these ages. Now you might feel better as a woman. We have a lot of ladies here, lovely ladies, right? As they say, we have a lot of ladies here that will feel better about themselves as they advance through age. Right. And so you'll be like, I feel more confident of myself. And what that is, is I'm going to translate that. She accepts her flaws. Doesn't mean she looks better. She's going to feel better about herself because she accepts her flaws. And for the first time, she can look at a magazine and don't feel like she's got to have an eating disorder or go get some sort of uh, facial reconstruction or whatever. She doesn't feel that heat or that pressure. She is where she is. She landed where she landed. And there's pretty much nothing going to change from here. She can't hope that it gets better physically. It doesn't unless you spend thousands of dollars. So she has to feel better about herself because if she feel worse, she's got to have 45 years to feel worse because it's going to get worse and worse rapidly. Rapidly. I mean, it's going to escalate quickly. So she has to say, I feel better about myself and I accept my strep marks and my flaws and I accept my fat or whatever it is, whatever they accept and more power to them. However, everybody knows women's height, peak height attractiveness, even, even if you're ugly, is 21. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not lying. Sure, there's a couple of exceptions to the rules. And it doesn't mean a dude won't viciously pipe you down no matter what you look like. You can look like a, you can look, you can look like a snuffleupagus. A dude will pipe it. Doesn't mean you're highly attractive. Let's roll it back. I, peak is between the ages of 18 and 24. That is the absolute fact. Doesn't mean you can't be attractive when you're older. There are some older attractive women. What you should always do. What you should always do is when you see an older, attractive woman, I'm, this is your test. This is your test. And this is not, I'm not discriminating here. 
if you ever see an older, attractive woman, and if you were like, say you were interested in her and you were with her, what you should do is this. You should ask her for a picture of when she was younger. Ask her for a picture. Say, send me, let me see a picture of you when you were 24. Let me see a picture of you when you were 21. I guarantee you she will look 10 times more attractive than what she looks now. What she looks now, you're like, okay, yeah, you look good. But if you saw a picture of her when she was younger, you will be like, wow. Now, here's the sucky part about that. Here's the sucky part. You ain't getting that version. You getting the old version of her. (laughs) Now, that's what sucks about it. Now, you can go ahead and close your eyes and put your face in the pillow when her, her knees are back to her ears. And you can imagine that you're pumping the young version of that. But you're getting the old version of that. You ain't getting that woman. That woman gone, gone. <laughs> I do that all the time. That, that woman gone. I had a I had a woman. Uh, she was, a, you know, my Orange County uh, apex predator, Becky. And so she would show me she's 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 attractive now. She's like mid 30s now. She's attractive now. But then she was showing me pictures when she was 18 and 23 and I was like, damn, right? I was like, wow. And she was like, what? And this is another thing women will do. She was like, what? I look so ugly right there. I didn't like myself at then, at that point. Ugh. She was like, Ugh. she was like literally going, ugh. And I was going. Again, they don't like themselves at that age because for when they were that age, they thought it was going to get better. And as they gotten older, They've accepted who they are. And so it didn't, they didn't get better looking physically. They just accepted who they are. And they're like, hey, I like myself now. Well, ask any man, they will take the younger version of you way faster than they will take the older version of you. Without question. So the picture you're showing me when you were 23 and you're saying, oh, uh, that's the woman every dude want right there. Mm. <laughs> Wow, how do you got the NC like for guys? For guys, we kind of, you know, many of us could get better over time. I want you to think of the guys that in between the ages of 20, 30 that people rant and rave about versus the guys that are 40 through 60 that women rant and rave about. Sure, you're going to get the exceptions to the rule. You're going to get the Chad guy and the chisel jaw guy and the sharp. What's it, Char, Charmar Moore? You're going to get that guy who's just handsome or gorgeous paws. But girls like guys, you know, when they're growing up, the bubblegum pop guy who looks like a puppy, but the sexiest men alive are men who developed into their looks. They got their maturity. They got their masculinity. They, they actually progressed. Like they were decent looking, and then they became very handsome later. Okay, they they were decent looking, but then they became better, handsome later, like a George Clooney. He was a good looking guy. And then, pause, by the way, and then he became handsome, striking. Sean Connery, same thing. Idris Alba, I would venture to say same thing. Those men became better looking, even though they were good looking back then. Um, uh, let's see here. Somebody says, I disagree. I would disagree that some, to some extent in that modern generation Z 
has become so lost and crazy that the older women may have better understanding of how to be a woman at this point. Yeah, that's different than that's different than how they look, though. So, yes, some older women might have a better understanding of how it works. And trust me, a lot of older women are better in bed. This is a great conversation, by the way. A lot of older women are way better in, in bed than, than younger women. Younger women don't really know what they're doing yet. Many of them don't have to know what they're doing yet. They just have to be there. An older woman is going to be a little more seasoned. And she's going to be a lot more nastier. And she's not thinking of, she's not fearful of things that a younger woman would be fearful of. First of all, pregnancy. Older women ain't fearful of that. They're like, yeah, we already took care of that. Either their tubes are tied. They don't want to get pregnant. They are on birth control. Um, they are going through menopause. They don't, that's not a fear anymore. So they, they're extra super duper nasty. And they ain't worried about what everybody at the schoolyard is going to think of them after they done gave up that peace leave. So their fear and their, their inhibitions have been lowered significantly. They probably already drunk all glasses of wine. A lot of things had disappeared. Social pressure, them being considered a 304, what you're thinking about, how she looks in bed. All of that completely disappeared from an older woman. And so she can come down there and spit and slobber all over your sausage and, and let you put the banana in a tailpipe and none of that matters. She's not going to think about any of those things anymore. So <laughs> she just there for the pleasure in the event. Younger women, they got, oh, what is this? And why is this? And how does he think? And what do I look like? And oh boy, maybe I'm a little too fat. I might get pregnant. I'm going to catch an STD and die. Older women to swap smuggle 200 salamis by now and never caught an STD. And if they did caught one, they went to the Planned Parenthood, cleaned it right up. All right. So they're like, they're not fearful of, of dying of STDs anymore. They're like, we didn't had three of them by now. <laughs> At this point, I didn't had three and I'm still alive. I got shot five times, but I'm still breathing. They ain't scared of stuff like that. Younger women are. They think they're going to die. When you slide the salami in them. <laughs> who thinks I'm lying about this stuff? Yeah, man. Shout out to who is this here? Jay Calvin in the building. He says, show idea for CGA. RP jobs. Professions for men. RP jobs. Professions for men. Yeah. I think I did that one already. But um, maybe we'll come back for that one. Marilyn guy says, you know. You know why women cut their hair short when they hit the middle age? It actually goes back centuries to tell men that they are no longer fertile. Marilyn guy, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this is these are things that we do in our culture that we don't realize the the significance of it. Uh, we really don't respect our predecessors and our previous cultures because as Americans, we are and in Westernized cultures, we think we have the better ideas, but we do things and then we try to bet. Well, why don't you find younger women with uh? Why don't you find women with short hair unattractive? Well, it's a it's a naturally thing learned that we've actually had in our society for a long time that women had longer hair, or they at least had beads or something to reflect longer hair. Real hair, by the way, real hair. All right, but these are things that have been ingrained in us, and it's a part of our biology. So sure, there could be some women that look good with shorter hair. But not often. You want to be able to uh, you want to be able to identify that person from far. 
you want to see these genetic markers. These are markers of attraction, right? And uh, when they lost their fertility back in these times, they probably cut their hair and went back and did less makeup. And But we don't realize why we do things. We just do things and then we try to outsmart genetics and biology. No, we just outsmart it. We'll just get you to change your mind about what, what, what this means. And it doesn't work. So this is kind of how black women have been struggling with black men in particularly. Is that they are basically saying we're going to do what we want to do despite what you want from us. We're not going to comply. You're just going to have to accept us how we are. Either overweight with these big giant eyelashes, fake hair, wigs or weaves, long fingernails. What, what have you? Uh, and then the guys are supposed to say, okay, we'll get over that and 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 we'll get over that single motherhood being a single parent. I mean, that goes without question. Single uh, being with a woman who has a, a child by another man is a no-no in terms of evolutionary biology. It's a no-no. In the history of our civilization, that's a no-no. In every animal kingdom, that's a no-no. You don't do that. <laughs> no animal does that. No mammalian animal does that. No one does that. In our culture as bipedal human beings, it's not done. It ain't never been done. So what typically happens is that doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyway, and this is what you're going to get. It's weird. But the other part of it is men are so much ingrained and indoctrinated into being simps, and particularly those generations of men, these groups of men, that they'll do this type of stuff. They'll do this. So in essence, I'm not policing salami policing right now, but what tends to happen is the envelope gets pushed, and then there'll be an option for you. You're desperate for the option, or you're desperate for the attention. And a gump will always bypass the rule, right? And he'll get into the situation where he's like, I don't care. I'll take whatever I can get. So this is what's happening now. Men are not, the men are striking out so much that they'll take what they can get. Now, just to be fair, many of us have always, I'm sorry, many of us have done some crazy stuff like this that you see on this picture. Okay, many of us have done this. Um, many times you've left disappointed. <laughs> You're like, wow, that was a little flip, soggier and flabbier than I anticipated. Um, but this is a very young man. This is not a guy in his 30s. This guy might be in his 20s. And I think, I don't know if their relationship is real or fake, as you can see here. Um, oh, it says a 24-year-old man and a 61-year-old woman right here. I think they were on TikTok. A lot of people were saying their relationship is fake, and they're doing it for TikTok views. Uh, nonetheless, they look to be on vacation here. He got a pot belly, and he's going in for looks like a real kiss. So, you know, I think this is definitely she looked like. She looked like Tails from the Crypt right here. That lighting is not good for her. Wowzers. And by the way, she looks way older than 61 years old. 
And what they did was Forever 20 Wonder. They got her dressed up like a, they they basically arrested development in her and got her to dress up like a what you would call a teenager or a young woman. Here's the evidence right here. She looks way older than 61, just to be honest. She looks about 71, uh, which means she's going to deteriorate pretty fast. I don't know if she has money or anything. I don't know what's going on. As you can see, they took her to Forever 21. They got her some ripped jeans. Oh, boy. You know, this is the culture that we live in today. It's the culture that we live in. Isn't it crazy? But this is what we've been selling people, and eventually somebody's going to bite. And then when people bite, then they say, see, these men accept it. Well, kind of weird, huh? A couple more Super Chats. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Mr. Hydro Guy says, William Tompkins claims Sharp has developed a pill to reverse age, the reverse ages men to 29 and women to 21. Okay. A pill. I don't know about that. So we're doing the old... um. What is the movie that uh, Brad Pitt was in? So there's an anti-aging thing here. We definitely are working towards that. I mean, I think the things that we're doing, by the way, you can't deny that we're not working towards anti-aging. Everything we do pretty much in terms of uh, vanity is towards anti-aging. Even the way we dress as men and women is basically not a mature way to dress. So much so that uh, Kevin Samuels came out and he's talking about wearing a suit and dudes rebelled. I mean, they rebelled hardcore against the suit. What? Now, people can have their beliefs about this, but what I'm going to tell you is this. A suit was standard issue wear <laughs> for most men. All right, even, even blue-collared men wore suits all the way up until Saturday and Sundays. There were times where a man would come outside and he'd be wearing slacks and black socks. He wouldn't be wearing sneakers or trainers, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, by the time the 70s came around, that changed significantly. So the 1970s um, came around, and that changed significantly. And I'm going to give you some evidence here. I'm going to give you some evidence. The evidence of that is go back and look at a baseball stadium photo. Go back and look at a baseball game from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Now, look at the men in the baseball audience. Them jokers got suits and hats on. <laughs> In the freaking summer. Now that what tells you right there. <laughs> A suit. They Yeah. In Vegas. In the times of the old, the old Rat Pack. In Vegas. It'd be 117 degrees. 3 p.m. Suits and a hat. Now we've changed from that. We've changed significantly. So as much as we want to complain about the women and what they're wearing, men have de-escalated definitely their appearance and what they wear. I mean, we 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 went to from from suits to uh, track suits, Adidas suits, sneakers. So much so now that you can wear sneakers with a suit. If you do have to wear a suit, you don't even have to put church shoes on. You can put Jordans on, and that's considered a wearable sneaker with the suit. Look at the sports shows, ESPN now. Uh, you can wear like a runner or a, um, what do they call those? It's like a flat Adidas, like the Adidas type shoe. You can wear that with the suit. 
Now, I remember when we went to prom and homecoming and all of that, we would try to do that and people would try to talk us out of doing that. Oh, no, no, no. You got to wear these church shoes. But, um, yeah, you got to put on your sleep, slippery shoes and all that. You can wear a trainer in a suit. So we've gone through this uh, evolution as a culture where we really lacked our standards, but I think we overlaxed them. So now the the opposite spectrum of suit is wearing your booty out and your pants underneath your boxers. For men and for women, it's to be dressed like a complete hole in a skeezer 24-7 and claim to be a good woman. You know what I mean? It's the, the, We blurred all the lines, right? Uh, Southern California is another example. Southern California, anything goes. See, wearing a suit in Southern California is just not possible. The weather, especially if you live uh, near the coast, the weather can tend to be humid and sticky. It's not humid like Florida or anything like that. Uh, but the weather changes four seasons per day. Like you can get one day and it'd be four seasons. In the morning, it's cold. When the sun's down, it's cold. Um, it's cold for California. And then when the sun comes up at 1030 or 11, which is going to get hot, now you're in spring. By the time it's 3 o'clock, you're in summer. And then by the time the sun's dropping, you're back in fall. <laughs> you don't know what the hell's going on. You're like, so Southern California, you can't be wearing a suit. Your ass is going to be ill-equipped. Where are we at here? Uh, Brian Taylor says, I'm not rich yet, CGA. People put skin in the game. All right. Um, professional insurance. Yeah, man, you got to put some skin in the game. You're not rich yet, but Brian Taylor, you're well on your way. All right, you're well on your way. Triggerverse says, which brother taking one for the team? They both, their breasts smell like old blue cheese and bacon bits. Imagine what these breasts smell like right here. Where's this one? Oh, I've looked up Tompkins. This one. Boy, mothballs, mothballs, and being gay. That can't be fun because you can't bend their bodies back like that. She foldable looking, but it ain't work. I can guarantee you, bro, that back going to be hurting. Pork chops and onions and garlic. You know when people eat garlic? I can't stand people who that eat garlic. Garlic is great for to cleanse, you know what I mean? I think it does have a cleansing effect. But garlic, the problem with garlic is it gives you an after effect. Like days later, it comes through your pores. Same thing with some wines and alcohol. Alcohol comes through your pores. So despite the fact that you haven't eaten, eaten the garlic or you haven't drinking the wine, all right, it's coming through your pores. In the bed while you're sleeping, the garlic seeping through your body. And that smell is uh, uh, fumigating the damn room, all right? I'm like a damn vampire when it comes to this garlic. My prize collection, hey, coach, have you seen the new video that surfaced? It shows Jada laughing when Chris Rock says, we'll just slap the shit out of me. Check it out. Wow. Hmm. Jada laughing. I don't know. Oh, here's Jada laughing after the slap. All right. We're not going to talk about that too much, but um cuz whatever I pull up is going to be um fair use, I suppose. Um here it is here. Let's see. Diagnosis, bending over an emotion that suggests she was laughing as Will returned to his seat while Chris Pisha diagnosis bending over an emotion that suggests she was laughing 
as Wilbur. Hey, um, Jada Pinkett is an evil woman. I mean, that's just my belief about her. There's nothing genuine about her. She's disingenuous. She might be. She's an evil person. All right. I don't like I, I, I get bad vibes from her. She sick the pit bull and that happened. Blue pill, white knight. When I was cheated on, I took the red pill. And now that I'm the one they cheated with, I feel disgusted at these 304s and want to go MGTOW. Am I going crazy, coach? Oh, you're a blue, the blue pill, white knight says this. Uh, don't get mad. You know, you can go whatever you want, any acronym you're going on. He says, but now that I'm the one they cheated with, I feel disgusted. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I see. Okay, so when, 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 oh, I see. Okay, so what you're getting is an eye opener, all right? Uh, what I will tell guys is many times when you take this walk in the red pill, what will happen is the so-called red pill is um, you'll be on the other side of the uh, the the event, meaning married women will start hitting on you and you'll cheat with someone's wife or you'll cheat with a girl because you before you wouldn't have done anything like that. You had a little bit of uh, blue pill standard. So you always always looked at things as monogamy is the way to go. But then what happens is you go crimson capsule when you open yourself up, potentially going to the dark side and you start meeting women that validate all your beliefs. So this is an important thing that you guys got to watch out for and you got to understand it when you're going through the walk or else you're going to become angry. Right. And you're going to say, well, the hell with all these women. I don't I haven't done that. I just basically said I'm going to the junior college. So what happens is you start meeting women that validate your belief system, your new belief system of women. So you listen to me and I describe women. Or you listen to other content creators and they start just, uh, describing them and then you start meeting them before you would never met them before you would never even been with another man's wife. But this opportunity happens because you don't give a damn. Your give a damn is busted. And you start saying, sure, I'll pound this guy's wife out. And then you pound her out. And then you think about it. Damn. That would suck if that was my wife. Because you really want a wife, but you know it's not possible now because you learn too much. And then you think long and hard, and then you become disgusted. <laughs> That's what happens. And then you start hating women. Do not hate them. What you have to understand is you have to understand them. And find a lane that you're comfortable being with. This is why a lot of guys who push for PUA and they push for running game, these guys are still purple pill. These guys are still purple pill, but they're fronting as either alpha or red pill. These guys really, really want a relationship. After years of saying they don't love, you know, of pointing out the bad parts of relationships and the bad part of this, eventually these guys will settle down for their unicorn. In essence, they will reveal their purple pillism, why they kept pushing you out there to find a good girl, right? Or, or get laid. They'll become, they'll, that purple pill will come shining through. I see your true purple shining through. And then you find out who they marry or you find out who they cohabitate with. So these guys really were saying they're red pill until they improved their position and then they went back in purple. They went back and got purple pill. And they really were purple pill the whole time. They just were in a tight spot. They just were in a hurting phase. And then you find out who they're with and then you go, wow. Damn. It, it'll be like a single mother or it'll be a woman in her 40s after they came on here and just Talked about it in trash, both of them. Or it'll be, um, 
you know, it'll be a skeezer. It never will be like a young junior college woman. <laughs> They'll eventually get married. It'll be an old busted Pillsbury biscuit can. You know what I mean? And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you would have a nine or a 10, a model. That's what you said. But now, <laughs> so this is what happens. They, they turn, this is what happens to men that, that go on this walk. Eventually, a lot of men that listen to me, they at, at the end of it, I know what you really want. You really want a relationship. And this is the reality of the situation. The problem is, gentlemen, you're not finding many relationship-worthy women. And it's eating at you. It's eating you up. I've already told you what to do. But a not, a, not a lot of you guys could do it. You can't go free agent. You can't go full free agent. You will trap yourself again. You will put yourself in the trap. And then what will happen is, you know what's going to happen? You guys will literally go through this phase again. You'll hit the bumps in the road. And in nine months, your ass come crawling back here. Damn, coach. You know, I was watching you since 2018. And um, you were absolutely right. I knew I, I knew what I was going to do, but I. I got a little weak. I was one succeed away from the plantation. And she swallowed my kids. And I thought, this is the one. This is the one. I'm going to arm her with this red pill. And she said she knew the red pill. She would watch. We would watch each. We would watch Coach Greg Adams together. And she agreed with everything you said. She said she would never do that. Nine freaking months later, you back here watching me. And, and you know why? You know why? Not that. Not that. She was a bad woman, not that you were a bad guy, not that she did anything wrong, not that you did anything wrong. The reality is you didn't accept the reality, the statistics. Most every relationship will fail. Especially in 2022. It's designed to fail. So when you get in one, Enjoy it. If, if you do get in one, just enjoy it. Don't say, man, damn, she stabbed me in the back and she said she was different and I believed her and then she cheated on me or I cheated on. It's just going to fail. And it's okay. Like if I literally got into a relationship now, I would enjoy that shit and ride it till the wheels fall off and then say, whatever. <laughs> Everything is designed against you to make that work. It is base, It's a very tough battle to work. So if you do find one, this is why some guys that are PUAs or so-called red pills or so-called alphas, they'll eventually go purple pill with a lesser, what you would deem a lesser uh, quality woman because they want to make it work. And that's the only way they're going to make it work. They're not going to make it work with no young, highly attractive, hot model, hot babe woman that they were trying to push you out there to fornicate with. They know they'll never make it work. So they got to go get a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. Or they got to marry a single mother. They got to marry a 40-year-old woman. They got to move in and live with that woman. They, that's the only way they'll make it work. And that's going to blow up in their face too. <laughs> Just so you know, that's going to blow up in their face. They're miserable right now. It's going to end. 
all right, statistically is going to end. There ain't enough masculine frame in the world that's going to make them relationships last. And when they when it ends, they're going to come back crying. They're going to come back mad, and I thought she was different. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't get attached, bro. Don't get attached. There's people out here, this is just awful. Not all relationships end. All, damn near all of them, 99% ends. Listen to me, gentlemen. Go have some fun. 99% of all relationships end. <laughs> you be honest with her. Most of the time, you guys really just want to philander out here and have some sex on the side. Just tell the woman that you're with that that's what you're going to do. This is the all the women that I'm with, they know they know the game. I'm not a I'm not in a commitment with you. We're riding these times. There's a woman that's been doing this with me since she was 22. She's now pushing 26. She's been in this thing the whole time. No relationship, no commitment, no future commitments, no babies, no marriage, no moving in, no cohabitation. She just been off on the side in the background. Sometimes we stop seeing each other. Sometimes it comes back. But she knows what it is. Doesn't mean she's going to accept it. She might turn 29 and go, well, what the hell is this? All right, I don't have time for this. And I wasted my years on you. You knew the deal. I told you what it was. Okay. And then anybody else that comes after that, then I play with those people. Those are the toys. Those are my hobbies. All right, I play for them. This is why I say I don't mind paying for them because those are my toys. So I can get them and catch them and say, this is when I want you to come over. This is when I want you to leave. I can play with them. There's no additional attachment to that. I don't go, I don't gotta go seek them out. I don't gotta have to go get this girl to go get them. I can just say, I wanna play with these girls. These are girls I wanna play with. The chicas are for fun, baby. The chicas are for fun. So when I'm ready to play, I go down there and I say, look, I got my costumes on over here. See, I don't have to tell them, you know, I want your feet to be pretty and they're going to go, oh, you nasty. You have a foot. I don't have to tell them to put on the costume. See, normies out here. I'm glad we're talking about this. Uh, normies out here can judge you. Normies can judge you. Normies can say, oh, you want me to do this? Oh, I will never do that. Well, when you go down there and you plunk down your 250 and you go down to the junior college and I say, you want some Jasmine Rice? Wear this costume. Put these handcuffs on. Play this role for an hour and 25 minutes. And she plays that role. And I, and I send her home. And I got the splash on her feet. And then we all have fun. And then everybody won. I won. She won. Everybody had a nice day. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't give a damn. See, this is the life I live. I, I don't have. I don't have any hope. I teach you about this. The hope strategy. Yeah, put this ball gag on. Take this banana up the tailpipe. Sign this non-disclosure. Get the hell out of here.
but some people are like, this is, uh, yeah, this is generally speaking, this is, uh, this is tricking. No, the, tricking would fall in love with the girl. Tricking would move the girl in. Tricking would pay all her bills. Oh, you just the most beautiful, precious woman in the world. I want to, meanwhile, she's got two or three guys doing it. I'm not doing any of that. I literally pay for my toys. I pay for my time to have fun because I don't want all the other bullshit. All right. I got the girls in the background that will come over here and want to move with me. If I told them to move in tomorrow and we're in a relationship, they asked would pack a bag right now and move in. I don't want any of them doing that. I can get them for free all day long for free, but, but they are really wanting me to flip on them and turn into a beta or turn into a relationship. That's why they're here. That's why they play the background. I don't treat them like toys. Although they want me to treat them like toys. I don't make them dress up. I don't make them do all those things because they're normies. When I go to the girls who are not normies and they're out here will be tied up or I'll tie them to the ceiling fan, then I'll make these girls do that. Because then these girls are not reserving judgment for me or feeling that I got to give them extra for tying, getting tied up to the ceiling fan. All right. You see what I mean? This is a whole strategy. <laughs> but I tell them to put that Hooters uniform on or that cheerleading costume on. They do it because that's a part of the job. That's what that's what I purchased. All right. But these girls over here, these girls, are, well, I dressed up like a Hooters waitress and then they'll be on Tinder. I mean, they'll be on Instagram and he makes you dress up like a Hooters waitress taking pictures of herself in the bed, falling asleep next to me. So this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a strategy. It is a world that many men aren't willing to live, but it's a world of happiness for me. Somebody says, what about companionship? Please. Please. Companionship? Who has that? That nobody can nobody can nobody nobody can uh guarantee companionship. And I don't find women to be good companions. Let's just say it like that. I don't find, you might be able to find one, but I don't find women good companions. I find them annoying. I mean, I don't find them to be offering me anything intelligent wise. So they're not going to, whatever they talk to me about is not going to be enlightening. So I'm losing there. I'm probably going to lose brain cells. If she's very talkative, it's going to be annoying. She doesn't edify me. Many of them don't listen. They only listen to get details from you and 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 things to am give them ammo against you. And they're looking for a free ride. <laughs> they're looking for a free ride. Eventually, if they hang around long enough, these are the ones you're not paying for, but are getting a free ride to your activities, a free ride to your events, a free ride to your this free gas free. I don't find them in like I don't find them very good companions. I don't. I find them very good in small doses. They're fantastic in small doses. It's fantastic. For about an hour and 45 minutes, this is, the, this is the law of diminishing returns. About the hour and 30 minute mark, it's about to start falling off. The fun has already been had or with the anticipation is built up. We had the fun about hour and 30 minutes in. It's about to get there's there's going to be no return at that particular point. The, the, the returns are going to diminish by the second. In my in my experience, and I've and I've been around a lot of women. In my experiences, 
is going to start being less edifying. <laughs> it's going to start being. <sighs> Here, look at this TikTok. I don't want to look at this TikTok. I don't want to look at this TikTok. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But this is just me. But a lot of guys don't really understand or accept this. And then you're hoping that this one woman's going to be different from the rest. I don't think so. There's some good women out here. Yeah, then they start gossiping and talking about their family and friends. Who cares about them? I don't care. I don't care about them. I don't care about what your sister or your brother's going through or your cousins, or I don't care where you're going for vacation. I have no interest. It's not going to better, but there's no edify. There's no edification going on here. You're not making me more intelligent. It's getting worse. I'm, I'm carrying the conversation. You're actually ruining my experience of doing what I want to be doing right now. I want to be experiencing life. <laughs> yeah. Their problems become your problems. Um, I think, Communication and, and companionship is a spiritual journey. We have a spiritual uh, journey going on here. Uh, and tip, typically, whatever she's giving off in terms of energy, you're consuming. Whatever you need to give off in terms of energy, she's consuming. Uh, they tend to be able to consume a lot more BS and social stuff. So she'll listen to your problems. But when her problems, you start, you can't, you can't take all of that negative negativity into your life. You have bigger fish to fry. So when she starts being like that, that energy she's transact transferring to you or transmitting to you is not good energy. It's not going to help you. All right. So it's going to be, it's going to harm you and make you weak. All right. So this is what I know. I accept that, that this is truth. This is my truth, but it's truth in general. For most people, you're annoyed when you're with women. You ain't companion. You're not companion. Somebody said coach is so mean for real, but I'm like this with people too. I'm not a people person in, in general. I don't find people that, that edifying either, but I do have to have sex. <laughs> so how do I, how do I make this work for me? Well, I keep people in the background with expectations and then over here, I have fun. I have toys. And you know, when I go leave this country, then I participate with people and then I have fun in different area codes. And then I come back here. <laughs> you know, every minute you spend in a companionship, it costs. There's no ifs and buts about it. Every minute you spend in the companionship costs you money. It costs you opportunities. It costs you time. It costs you energy. It requires you to pay attention. People that say they're in relationships and it's for free, you're out of your mind. You can't go out in this world and do anything for free. Have you ever had a free Saturday, but you're on a budget? You ever have a free Saturday and you're like, damn, I'm on a budget, and you find yourself spending $250 and you don't know what happened? How the hell? I just went to Target. I went and ran down here. I saw uh, I saw Cold Stone. I went and got an ice cream. Then I went to the mall to look at shoes, and I impulse bought. All of a sudden, $300 down the drain. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I'll just go back to work so I don't spend no money. Mm. Same thing with women. If I spend 12 hours with a woman, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be like, 
I'm going to be lighter 100 bucks at least minimally. Because I'm going to have to eat at one particular point, right? So if she's around, she's eating too, most likely. Gas, let's go to the park. Let's take a trip over there. Let's walk on the pier at the beach. Gas, money, you grab the hot dog and the churro. And then you listen to her talk when you got there. You bought some damn Jamba Juice, lemonade, uh, add it up. There ain't no free hanging out with no woman for no 12, 15, 20 hours in a day. Somebody going to pay for something. We're not talking about dating. We're talking about companionship. Dating is a whole, whole different thing. That whole, guys, that whole, the whole, yeah, well, just eat before you date. Yeah, bro. You ain't going to get a lot of action out here. You're not. All you're going to do is just be trying to pump and dump, replace, uh, talking to 50 women to try to get this one broad to come out and get a cup of coffee with you. That's called spending time. See, that's what people don't get. Man, just don't pay for these women. But you swiping on Tinder and you're matching and you're having useless, repetitive conversations with woman number one, two, three, four, five, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60, just to get that one broad to come out for your $5 cup of coffee and your meet me at 930 after dinner. Dinner. Bullshit. That's all bullshit, gang. All right? These are all guys that say, I don't pay. Yo, you just paid. You just paid by spending time talking to, to busted Pillsbury biscuit cans on Tinder. You paid, and you probably gave up uh, all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday having these conversations. I don't have any of those conversations. You know why? Because I realized the opportunity loss in having those conversations, trying to get women to come out and meet me at 930, all right, and the whole uh, I'll meet you after dinner trick. Yeah, one in 50 women are going to fall for that. Maybe one in 40, one in 30, but I just had to talk to 30 women to get that. That's pain, guys. That's still pain. That's called time tricking. That's opportunity cost. You lost. Okay, that's not free. That that be, that is that be a payment. And you paid severely. That means your time is worth nothing. Okay, that means your time is worth nothing. Trying to finesse women and get. Nah, man. I got better things to do with my time. It's pointless. I find that the women who fall for that are either low quality, have STDs or single mothers. All right. When I want quality and the type of woman I want, I could just bypass all of that by paying. All right. Forget that. I'm not trying to convince no single woman, single mother, 46 years old to come over and bang me out by convincing her to meet me at 930. All right. Trying to trick her out of some peace leave. All right. I got people, I got plenty, plenty of women in the background I could do that on. All right, but that's paying by, by the way, guys, that's paying when you do stuff like that. You act like you're not paying, but you're paying. Anyway, Mr. Hydro guy says Bluetooth scan people. And he says, and those that have been jabbed have a miscellaneous Mac address. I don't know what's going on there, but I did get an alert on my Android phone phone asking me did I want to scam myself for COVID. I did get that just probably about an hour ago. So um, just so you know, I think I don't know what you're saying here, but yeah, they are doing now your phone. They've always had your phone being able to recognize that from the beginning. We alerted you guys of that. <laughs> 
Uh, young, young Viking says, have you ever went down on a woman and smelled like a seafood market? Because I have, but I played it off because it was my first time smashing her. She was an 8.5, but now she's a single mother. Yeah, boy, that's a bad, that's a bad move. When she don't smell very good, that is a great indicator of a poor diet or poor, um, or poor hygiene. All right. You guys think women are very good with hygiene. They're not. All right. <laughs> They're not as good as you think. And one indicator that you can do is see how she acts around her dog. That right there is going to let you know a whole bunch. Because dogs aren't clean. All right. People think dogs are all oh, their mouths are the cleanest. I just caught this dog licking the damn asphalt. And putting the dog's nose in shit to smell it. And then she shoved the other dog, shoved their nose into another dog's rear end. I'm, this dog is not clean, bro. The paws are not clean. But this dog, this woman, this woman will let the dog lick all on her hands and face, and they don't wash their hands or nothing. Now, that's going to give me a good indicator of how hygienic this person is. I know right there, she's super duper nasty. All right. I'm sitting there like, nah, this person ain't clean at all. Your dog sleep in your bed. You're not hygienic. There's nothing clean about you. All right. But I'm not saying you shouldn't have your dog sleep in your bed, but don't tell me you're clean. This dog licks there between their legs to clean themselves. All right. But um, but you guys don't know uh, uh, one secret that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. One secret that you don't know is that um, a lot of the people who throw on yoga pants they do so in an effort to hide lack of hygiene. Not to impress you all the time, gentlemen. Meaning they're, they haven't shaved their legs. They haven't cleaned in between their legs. I mean, bro, I didn't seen it. People that haven't been here, they done woke up and sat up under me. And I done beat the lining out of that piece leave. And then they, got, they went up and got up. And they threw some yoga pants and went to pick up coffee at Starbucks. And I know she ain't clean nothing. And I do know dudes are sitting there trying to <laughs> after her. <laughs> and that thing festering in there, causing all kind of infections and whatnot. You came over here for truth. If you arrived on this channel, you just hear, you just hear, you just getting some truth. Yeah, if you see somebody in the morning at Starbucks and she dressed up in yoga pants, she didn't come from the gym. Or her ass ain't going to the gym. <laughs> anyway, so hygiene is important. So if they do have a smell, it could be poor diet. You know, it could be lack of them not understanding how to keep themselves clean. A lot of women don't know how to keep themselves clean. All right. So you guys got to know that going in. Just don't go down on anybody. Matter of fact, if you want to, tell them to take a shower before they come in there and do that. If you're going to do that with them. But um, be careful. Uh, higher image status says social engineering program or be programmed. So I, I'm programming myself in my own philosophy and ideology. This is called the free agent lifestyle because I, I see where programming goes. I've been I've attended college, guys. I've attended graduate school. I've got all the degrees and certifications and licenses and all of that stuff. I've seen programming. I know how it works. Okay. Um, and I see the results of programming. 
people just basically are bark, parrots bark. You understand that these education institutions offer you opportunities to become um, um, become parts of social experiments. And you'll volunteer for this. Not only do you volunteer for it, you pay for it. You pay to become parts of social experiments. Uh, you will actually pay and go be parts of social experiments in groups. And, and, and it's part of your education. I'll give you a couple of examples. And we just kicking it here today until seven-ish. I'll give you a couple of examples. I've been in child development courses in which part of our coursework is to go and watch kids behind a glass mirror and take notes on these kids in which the parents get some sort of subsidized um, uh, subsidized fee in order to pay for these uh, type of programs. So the, the parents are poor and they're getting a cut because they're putting their kids in social experiments, which college students then come in and put these kids in scenarios or at least monitors them. That Now that goes on with human beings. I don't know if you know, but but that's part of uh that's part of uh either programming or uh social experiments or whatnot in which they incentivize somebody or take advantage of somebody to put them or their kids into some of these situations. When you take anything subsidized, when you take anything government funded, you are being part of a social experiment, more than likely. Okay. Um, I'm trying to give you another. I was going to give you another example, but it slipped my mind. Oh, I'll give you another example. I remember I took a class on um, drug. I think I remember it was like drug, uh, drug dependency and drug abuse and alcohol abuse. I took this class. Of course, we they, part of the class is to go to narcotics anonymous, cocaine anonymous and alcohol anonymous groups and sit in there like you're a member, but you're going to go and come write a report about them. And then share with your class what you learned. But these people didn't know that. The only people that knew were the people who, um, the, the person you asked that ran the meeting. But now I go back to the school and the education. What did you learn? Oh, we learned this and we learned that. And what did they say? And what did you do? Man. Anybody, you guys are, uh, you, you guys have this done to you on a daily basis at your job at your school and you sign waivers to actually acknowledge that they can be, they, they can do these things to you. You hear what I'm saying? So this is what happens. This is what, this is, this is what happens to our culture. We do these things to each other all the time. And uh, these mad scientists in Germany used to do these things and we call these people evil, but we do these things to ourselves on a, on a daily basis. It's weird, right? Uh, the whole thing with cameras everywhere. All these cameras are for safety. And every now and then there'll be a case. I'm going to give you another example after this. But every now and then there'll be a case where these cameras will come in and solve a crime. However, they can also 24-7 watch you on a daily basis. And these cameras sometimes could be used to, for instance, know if uh, people in sometimes in California will live in Nevada part-time to save taxes so their permanent residence will be in Nevada. But sometimes your security gate camera can be used against you and your credit card statements can be used against you to prove that you actually have primary residency in California and you're taking advantage of the tax structure. That's a social experiment that you invited. I'm going to give you another example. And this is the last example uh, on this one, the 23andMe. 
or all of those, hey, find out where your descendants are from. Find out where your descendants were from for $29. Or Alexa, I have one. She's probably going to say something right now. Alexa, or any one of those listening devices. Oh, wouldn't it be great if I can ask her a question at any particular point? You're participating in the social experiment, but those 23andMe, well, those 23andMe is used to collect your information, and this information can be used for any variety of reasons. But you volunteer for it. So you can get some information, the little bit of flimsy information that you got from it. Oh, I'm half Nigerian, half West African, half. And you're proud and you start wearing your daishiki. I knew it. And I have 5% Irish. What is this? Meanwhile, they storing your data. <laughs> they're using genealogy programs. When your ass die, they're going to take your DNA, replicate that bullshit. And then not only that, they're going to solve a crime somewhere in your family. Steal your whole identity and got your whole damn, whole damn DNA profile. Come on, man, y'all, y'all brothers better wake up. See, I'm an RP guy. I'm, I'm really red pill. I'm not just red pill about these women. All right, I actually look at a whole bunch of other things, and they are going to do these things against you. These, these, they be calling these things mad scientists, but these are social experiment. These are educated people. These are people that think. There's no problem doing this against the people. There's no problem. And, and every time they do something, you know what they do? Here, sign this waiver. It just says, meanwhile, it's a three-page waiver in small-ass print. You got to wear glasses. But you don't have time to read all of that bullshit. So you just take your pen, you stroke it. I'm giving y'all too much, huh? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but listen, it's we're too far gone to even try to start being, uh, we're too far gone to even believe that you can be against this unless you become, you know, you just go live in the mountains of Mount Montana and get completely off the grid, as they would call it. Same with the apps. Yeah, the apps that you do, your cell phone. Your cell phone microphone is always listening. You guys want to post your little Instagram videos. They have this thing on Instagram where they ask you to access your photos. Now, you know, you can say, no, I want to manage the photos that you get, meaning I'll, sh I'll share with you the photos and then I'll put that photo up as opposed to sharing your whole photo log. Now, I know you're thinking, how's this going to be used against me? Well, at some point you're going to die, right? So this information will still be out there. And then they will semi-own it because you agreed to use, allow them access to this information. And then they store it and keep it. I mean, could this come back to you? Who knows? Who knows what they could use it for? However, this is something that you give up for your convenience of being, um, having access. And um, same thing with anything that you do and they give you the terms and conditions, you just scroll down to the bottom, click the damn check mark, next. They're telling you what they're doing with this information, bro. Mm. And nobody reads it. I did that with a video game. I literally was going on and it was a it was a car racing F1 game. And I had to scroll all the way to the bottom, click check, next, scroll all the way to the bottom, click check. Yep, scroll all the way to the bottom. You didn't read a damn thing. All of that stuff that we're talking about here is right there in it.
Anyway, who's listening to this? <laughs> but uh, what they're what they're telling you is a lot of times you are getting something for free, just like I tell guys they're getting stuff for free, but you don't know that you're the one being sold. You're the commodity. You're not, there's nothing free. They give it to you for free because they can sell you. So any people that are running around here trying to get women for free, you know what they're selling you? They're selling you um, opportunities to get what? Leftover women? So you can give up your hopes and dreams chasing some peace leave. Yeah, they sold you. And they sold you on Tinder. And they sold all of your information so you can play this so-called game of getting free peace leave. Yeah, you're the product. You're the commodity. That's why you get all this stuff for barely, pretty much free. But it's not free. It ain't free. You guys don't know how the game is played. So anyway, <laughs> where are we at here? Everything you do, every button you click, everything you do in terms of participation is being recorded by someone and they're analyzing it. Everything you do, you're the damn lab rat. <laughs> but you're getting it for free. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, Warhammer, let's go ahead and we're, let's go here to get through these super chats because I got to get my dog fed. Warhammer says today's show is sponsored by the Nasty Boys. Nasty Boys in the building. Shout out to Setsana says next step is to share the same man. And that's coming to uh, women. Oh, by the way, I was going to show you this. Uh, have you ever seen this game played where they show you this? Where they put three women up and they say, wow, this woman looks so young. You can't tell which one's the daughter and which one. This is going to be all part of polygamy, polyamory, uh, harems. Um, it, it basically gets you to acknowledge that men have a natural attraction to young women. So it's never that the, the two girls look like old women. It's always that the mother looks young, all right, which is an indicator of naturally we like younger women. However, I'm a perv. If I like the younger woman, it says that the mom looks young, just like the younger women. Make it make sense. I'm telling you, man, we really do some trickery to ourselves. Obviously, you can tell who the mature person is. That thousand cock stares shining through. All right. But why is she mimicking so much trying to look like the um, the daughters? Why is this happening? And why are we always being confronted with this issue? All right. There's a whole bunch going on there. All right. I hate when those come up because I'm saying now it's going to be touchy now because I'm going to say, yeah, oh, the mother looks like the 15-year-old daughter. And she looks fabulous and great. Now I'm going to be a pervert. <laughs> okay. What am I supposed to say? The 15-year-old looks 30? What am I supposed to say with this? I hate those. Those, 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 those like, I, I, when I see those, I go, here they are. They're trying to say the younger, the older woman looks young, just like these younger girls. But, but I'm not supposed to have an attraction to younger women. But what is, what are we doing to ourselves? And there's a filter on that. <laughs> And I'll take all three. Can I take all three for a fee? I'll have all three of them. Shout out to Suburban Mama. Plain Jane's age better. Less is more. I agree, Suburban Mama. Plain Jane's are my favorite. All right, Plain Jane's are my favorite. Sometimes they hard to look at sometimes, though. But uh, makeup overly made up is a, is a is witchcraft to me. Plain Jane's can get it. 
All right, Eddie says, I don't see how these older women can live in a delusional state of mind thinking 24 and 7. The worst decision I made in life came from an emotional game from emotional thinking. Everybody will tell you emotional thinking is the way to get yourself in trouble. Um, but um, we are we we tried to curb this. Men in the past tried to protect themselves against emotional thinking societies, but we're too far gone now that we are operating purely off emotions and not off of logic at all. And uh, normally what happens is these people paint themselves in a corner and we got to save them. Trust and believe that normally happens. That's because they act out of emotion. Or we got to hear their sob story. Shout out to Sasana. This is the Jezebel spirit on full display. Even on the dead bed, they won't throw in the towel. Yes, indeed. And you give one hope, then the rest of them have hope. YouTube's trash talker says flat back age like lettuce. <laughs> Shout out to the flatbacks. That's the only thing about the flatbacks. I love them, but past 30, it's a crapshoot. All right, so, sorry, SAU Engineering. Good afternoon, coach. I'm off from work. Working out, listening to you. Don't take prisoners, gentlemen. Hold the line to this women or these women. Yes, indeed. August Alcina is in the building. He says, keep my girl's name out your mouth. Appreciate you, August Alcina, for coming through. All right, we got the whole crew. Next, Will Smith will be following me. IG, Team Brickhouse, old equals high mileage. He says, no thanks, junior college for me. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, yeah, you know, it's for fun. They for fun. Maryland guy, I just turned 40 last Saturday, and people still recognize me from high school. They live like rock stars in their youth, but we do age better than them. Yeah, when it comes to that, if you take care of yourself, you'll be fine. I mean, you'll be absolutely fine, but on the other side on the female counterpart that's not true all right every now and then you'll have one that does look very good but as a whole it doesn't work like that for women unfortunately i mean listen i didn't make the rules ladies all right ricky v said the c304s trying to swerve the wall so yeah these women in the show they're just going to swerve the wall hey forget it uh uh what, what are they going to do we're going to we're going to do where's the picture Oh, I did have some extra pictures of them. This this stuff right here. This is wall swerving. That's all that is. All right. They're just gonna swerve the wall. Um, and it's okay, ladies. I mean, it is what it is. You had your fun. Where is it at? See that one? Oh, the pictures are so small. This one right here. Or this one. This one's a better one. I mean, you can see what's going on here. <laughs> Come on. That she does not look 21 by not even close. Uh, shout out to Mr. DG456, who hurt that young brother and made him marry Kayla's Kaylee's great grandmother. Well, as you can see, he has this, he's pretty much a progressive liberal, which society has warned you about. Oh, there's a short video too. This is Quran. He fell in love with Cheryl. Wow. I can't keep her hands off me. <laughs> she gave me aroused. I'm telling you, it happens so often. <laughs> Lord, yo. Stop. Oh. Their love started through TikTok, but many people were quick to judge their 37 year age gap. They call her a zombie, the walking dead. How can you date your grandma? They got to a point, I was like, hey, they all think we're lying. Yeah. Can they prove to people that their love is the real deal? Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, man. I don't know, man. I'm going to hell. All right. Shout out to State Master Flex, a suit and sneakers coach, Jim Jones. Just entered the chat. Shout out to you. Yeah. People wear shoots and sne- suits and sneakers. Watch ESPN. ESPN, these guys will always have a suit on and they'll have some sort of sneaker on. The, the sports announcers, the sports casters, I believe. The AB Network guy says, Coach the Cougar, who got me a glass of wine a few weeks ago, and I asked, should I take one for the coach gang? Well, her breath broke the deal. Maybe a dead tooth. I can't. <laughs> you tried to go in there, man. Oh, she had a dead tooth. Oh, no. Jesus. Johnny says, if you had a pick between Houston, Dallas, or Vegas as a place to live, what would you pick? Right now, but it changes by the day. So Houston would be dead last. I would put Dallas first, Vegas second, but it changes by the day. I just think I would get bored in Vegas. All right. I'm not going to be down at the strip so that people who live in Vegas don't be at the strip like that unless they live somewhere close. People in Vegas dodge the strip. So if if that's not going to be where you're going to be, it gets boring there quickly. You're in the desert. Okay. You're in the desert, desert. But I wouldn't move to Vegas only because I got season tickets to Raiders. But I'm thinking of keeping a second spot in Vegas, living primarily in Dallas. All right. But that's what I would do in that order. But Vegas is uh, it, Vegas is not all that. Unless you are young, you got to be young. If you're older, live all the way out in Sky Canyon or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm actually a homebody anyway, so it don't matter. You know, it don't matter. But I know... I'm spoiled, so I can come out here in California and be at the beach this day. You know, not that I'm there all the time either. So I'm not quite sure. Sometimes that changes. Sometimes I go back to be in Vegas, number one. California, though, man, I'm gonna have to be, I'm gonna have to be worth $10 million to live here. So this is my other choice. I'll say, okay, forget it. I'll just be worth $10 million and be happy here. <laughs> Forget it. Why shortchange myself and move to Las Vegas? I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> I'll just be a millionaire, bro. I don't know. What the hell? SAU Engineeria, you need the to you need to battle that loneliness after being red pill coach. He says after the red pill bad boy phase, emptiness attacks. That's why we have to understand. Yeah, it it does. Well, see that loneliness. Uh, loneliness is a condition for you know because I've been a, I was a single i was a i've been an only child for the most of my life like i said i'm a only child for my mother and she worked i was a latchkey kid and i came home by myself so i'm fully able to find plenty of things to consume my time i was never lonely as a uh as a young boy that i was always home alone i've always been home alone and then my father had a different so i had stepbrothers and stepsisters right so when i would go to their house I was like, this is too much. So I have no loneliness issues. I love being alone. And then, like, I love being alone. Like, I don't have that issue where I'm like, I wish somebody was here to talk to me. I don't have, I don't have that. And I never had it. But yeah, some dudes are lonely. Like the red pill coaches he's talking about. They they get they they get uh they get in a situation that causes them to be lonely. <laughs> then they go. I'm be big bad red pill. And then they go in and then they go, who am I? What is life? And then they want a girl. I need a companion. 
And I need a companion that has a peace leave attached to it. <laughs> like why, why he, uh, why all your companions also got to have a peace leave? Somebody give me that. Somebody please help me understand that. Why all your companions always got to have peace leave? Why can't you just, I'm not saying have a male companion, but when it comes to this, what about companionship? Why does the woman always have to be companion? Why can't it be a pet? A gerbil? I don't know. <laughs> Why can't it be? I'm not saying a man. Why can't it be a, uh, a, old, a old German woman that comes and cooks you food? You know what it is? You want some peace leave. That's what you want. <laughs> he said, because of peace leave. Why? How do women make great companions? I, I don't see it. But but what it is is that you guys are always trying to justify why you're going to go simp. Just call it what it is. You just were Leah Purple Pill. You just really Purple Pill. You just really want to find that girl. Because I don't find women to be that great companions. They they really are a little too selfish for me in, in terms of uh, when it's time to, you know, talk and all that. They really going to talk about themselves more than anything. I don't know, nah, man. Anyway, shout out to Spot of T. My problem as a Christian man is I can't go pay for play route or seeking. I would be insane to get married. So I'm trying. He says, I think I'm forced into monk mode. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have a religious or a morality issue you're kind of stuck in monk mode right yeah a dog a dog don't talk back you know what i mean you can just take the dog the dog look at you <laughs> just sit on your life what you want is some peace leave okay there's ways around that but you don't need to move a woman in <laughs> to get the companionship you don't need to be like oh i'm gonna move a woman in just so i can sleep with her and she can cuddle in my lap because you're gonna be in for a rude awakening Jackie, Jacate Williams, but I'm in a two-year relationship going strong. Hey, it's going good right now. Hey, enjoy the good times in relationships. You never know how long a good relationship will last. See, it's going to come to a crashing in at some particular point. Or you're going to hit a miserable bump and you'll realize that, what am I getting out of this? Nothing. But uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Shout out to Scotty O and Hillbilly. He says, Big John said, those unicorns will stab you through the heart with their long horn. Shout out to Big John, too. The AV Network guy, marriage and relationships are like C-19. It's only a matter of time. There will also be very few exceptions. Very few. People always say, this is not true. And I always tell them to go do the paper Owen test. All right. Almost all of your relationships have been come have come to an end. And most of you guys ain't hit age 35 yet. You ain't even hit age 35 and you've been through 15 relationships but in your mind like you've had no you've had none that worked out but in your mind from age 35 to 50 you'll find the one <laughs> but you've had 15 relationships and 50 pieces of peace leave or 50 salamis in between the age of 18 and 35 Huh? What type of fail rate is that? I'm looking at you like this. 
No, man, it, you just got to keep out there trying. You you just got to. Man, if you don't change up your strategy, he says, what if, what if you ended most of your relationships? That means you don't want relationships. What was the reason why it ended? Is it the same reason? Did you get annoyed? Did they cheat on you? Obviously, you're no good at it. <laughs> and if you've ever failed in relationships, welcome to the club. There's nobody that's perfect in relationships, not a one. So if anybody's in here, well, you, well, all you got to do is, well, all you got to do is, man, relationships fail, bro. That's what they designed to do. Somebody's going to have expectations. You're going to be distracted or you're going to have a different expectation. You'll go your own way and you'll be ship sailing in the night. Real life will happen. Real life will happen. This is what people don't cont uh, contemplate with relationships. Because most relationships aren't built on real life. It's built on fantasy. Okay. This is one of those streams where I wanted to end it, but it won't. But I'm just educating the purpose here. Real uh, relationships initially are built on fantasy. Oh, this person makes me feel good and I have anticipation. I can't wait to see them. And when you see them, you're always perfect. You've prepared yourself to see them. And you've gotten dressed and you've done your hair and you combed your beard and you put cologne on and lotion. You put lotion on your ashy ass elbows. And then you you trimmed up your manscaped your balls just so she can lick all on them when you see. And then guess what happens? By the time you move into the commitment, all that's gone. You don't do that no more. Nobody does any of that anymore. When you get into a relationship, hey, let's move in together. Let's commit. Well, now, now you don't look forward to seeing this person anymore. They're already there. It's a guarantee that they'll be there. So now you got fuzz all over your balls, and she got fuzz all over her kitty cat. She ain't shaved it down because she used to shave it down on a schedule because she was anticipating to see you. Now it's a full damn bush down there. Well, you this the only one you get anyway. Not only does that happen, the anticipation goes down. You get a uh, situation caught up where – I no longer have to impress this person. They're still here and they ain't going nowhere. Number three, bills happen. Rent happens. You got to go to work. Many times you take off of work. You leave work early. You take trips and vacations in absence of work to try to get the relationship to start. And then the relationship starts. Uh-oh, I better go start paying attention to work. Work is getting away. Not only is work getting away, your friends are getting away. Your activities are getting away. Your life is getting away from you. And now that you got the girl, oh, you know what? I got to pay attention to life. I got to pay bills. When you were going on dates and you were paying them and swiping right and all of that stuff, you were paying money to that. Now, all of a sudden, you got the girl and you're like, well, I really didn't have the money like that. I was actually using money to try to get the girl. But now I'm on a budget. And she's like, what do you mean you're on a budget? Well, when I was dating, I was spending $500 a month on colognes and shoes and dates and Tinder apps and all of this stuff, but I didn't have that money. Now I can save all that money because you're here. She's going to be like, hold up. Not only that, she's on her period. You're seeing her during her bad times. You're seeing her when she's insecure. You're seeing her around her whole-ass friends. You didn't see any of that when you were dating. That was all gone. You never saw her on her period. Her ass was not around you. Now, that period don't come up every couple of weeks. Damn, you on your period again? 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 You see her when she got diarrhea. You see her when she got a stomach ache and cramps. 
You see her when she's sick. You see her when she's miserable. You, you didn't see any of that when you were dating. See, this is what people do. You build it on the fantasy, and then reality smacks your ass in the face. When it comes and you're like, wow, why is it so hard to get along? Well, welcome to reality. Now you're in a real situation. Are you actually compatible? Now that you got the real dose of that person farting after she ate a bag of pork rinds and her feet smelling like corn nuts, this is her. How do you like her? This is her without the makeup. This is her without the wig. This is her without the pedicure. Do you like her still? You better like her. This is her in a sweatshirt and uh, booty shorts. And she ain't took a shower all weekend. Last shower she took was Friday morning. Now it's Sunday night. You like her still? Nope. Same thing for men. I'm, I can put this on men too. This is him stanking. This is him with his feet stanking. See, the reality and the fantasy are two different things. You anticipate the real, the fantasy in relationships, but what your ass get is the reality. And this is where the relationship starts to head downhill. <laughs> she up eating Doritos and, and, and pints of haagen and you're looking at her. What, what is this? After she told you to get into the relationship, she at the gym working out every day. And you ain't seen her at the gym one time when your ass got into a relationship. Now she at Carl's Jr.'s and Denny's eating the samplers and, and mozzarella sticks. Now what do you think of her? <laughs> See, this is what people don't understand. I understand this. I know this. I don't set myself up for this grand thing only to be let down when real life happens. She eating Takis, watching Netflix, feet all ashy. You looking at her feet like, yo, you better put some damn, you better put, some, yeah, while she arguing and she talking on the phone. Yeah, girl, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just talking to my mama. Three hours later, you got to hear her talking on the phone conversation. I don't want to, I did not move in with you to listen to you talk on the phone for three hours. I swear to God, I didn't. So you better go somewhere else. That's not part of what I wanted here. <laughs> All right. You talking about she, you, you realize she's broke, but she got Amazon boxes coming your, to your door. And when girls nights out comes on, uh, when it's time to go with out with the girls, she got money to buy weed and drinks. And she got Amazon boxes, but y'all broke. How's that going to go over in your relationship? Then you catch her talking to her work husband, her play cousin, her homeboy that she went to school with. Now it's going to get really murky. This is when relationships start going left. I tell you, that's the real life. That's real world. I'm telling you. And that's what people have to counterbalance balance with people they fell in love with. You fell in love with the fantasy. You fell in love with the not real picture of that person. I can guarantee you that. And then when the reality pill hits your ass, you're like, whew. How do I make this work? <laughs> All right. Somebody says, take it easy, coach. I'm hurting them out here. I'm hurting them out here. We're spitting you with facts because I know how it works. I don't set myself up for this fail failure, right? It's it's simply going to happen when people are in fantasy mode. Shout out to uh, where we at here, Simon Small. All right, I got all these brothers. Team Brickhouse says, love them with your mind, not with your heart, fellas. Yes, I agree. 
I, I mean, I agree to to the extent of that's how far as I'll let it go. All right, DJ be fit. Denzel told Will the devil will attack you when you're at your highest. I think Will was crying because he realized that the devil may be his wife. Woo. Uh-huh. All right, Eddie says, I have a low social credit score, 75K, and women ignore me unless it's pay for play. I don't have to worry about relationships, so free agent lifestyle is my only choice. Some people are blessed to be ugly. All right, shout out to viewer dis- viewers discretionary affairs. Coach, what happened to that simp, Derek Jackson? Is he still making videos? All up in the videos? I don't know. No, I think he actually quietly dodged um, what happened there. He still might be making videos. Let's see. So I there he is right there. Um, yeah, he's making videos. He's getting very low views, though. 10K here, 15K, 4.8K. 4. Short videos, though. 12K, 8K. Yeah, he was getting millions in views. Wow. He fell off. I'll show you here. I mean, I'm beating him in the view category on a very small channel. All right. Or a smaller channel. See, 7.3K right here just five days ago. Yeah, he fell off. See, look, 3.8 million, 1.7 million. And even these videos, 2231K, 39K, 82K. Now he's getting um, less than 10,000 views per video on short videos. Wow. Damn. He fell off. Sheesh. Simping ain't easy. Shout out to Elgin Gone says, Coach, I just want to say thank you for all what you do. Thank you, sir. Rock Liff, a lot of people don't understand the 304 history. They had brothels in the United States well into the 30s. World War II birthed the nuclear family due to lack of men. This is true as well. Uh, brothels were very much brothels or the hoe house. And that culture had been a part of life of America since forever. Um, and then we got into this puritan morality which we eliminated that because it started competing with wives okay so there was there's always been that right uh old movies the old west the idea that the 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 bar the saloon you would go to had the the kitty cats all up at the top the girls wait come on in all right come on in play you a little bit of poker get you a drink go have you a girl go back home to your wife (laughs) anyway and some gonorrhea you know, the STDs had to be out of control back there. Shout out to uh, TRD Roland, coach. My grandfather told me if it smells like fish, don't eat the dish. Yeah, it shouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to get into smells. There's going to be a smell, but it should not be very bad. All right. They, they have to change something about them. Their balance is off. Or it could be that time of the month. All right. The real... Insidious Evan says, salute, coach. Thank you, man. Keith Covey says, beat it, don't eat it. All right, for you guys that like to eat up. It shouldn't be that bad. You know, it's going to be bad, but it should be natural. It should be a scent because that's what it is. I mean, anatomically, it's not a great site to be located. I mean, it's like an armpit, but it's in a worser location. You know, it's... It's a hole covered up. I mean, that's not good. It's not good. I mean, oddly enough, in nature, oddly enough in nature, you know, it's one of those things you would ask God, why did you make me attracted to that? You know what I mean? Out of all the things you could be attracted to, 
That's what you're attracted to. What a cruel joke. God, that was cruel. Just let you know to the Lord. Hey, Lord, I'm not a I'm not going to be critical of you. However, I think it was a very cruel joke to make me very attracted to that thing. Mm. Of all the things could have been an armpit, an earlobe. You know what I mean? Whatever feet. It could have been hair. It could have been anything. But the Lord cruelly made me attracted to Stingbox. I mean, I think of things like this and go, how would life be different? <laughs> Lord, what would the life be different had you just said, be attracted to her, her eyeballs, you know, her ears. I mean, anything but Lord. Why did you make me have to go downtown there? <laughs> That's cruel. That's a joke. That's what a joker would do. That's what a joker would do. Hey, I got power. Watch me make these goofballs chase this fishy tuna all day. Stank box. You know, God up there laughing. He up there like this. He up there laughing at y'all's asses. Look at these goofballs. Damn. <laughs> like, every day he wake up. Look at these guys. Clowns. <laughs> yeah, foolish mortals. He's like, it's wonderful to be me. That's why he gave you post-nut clarity to realize what you're doing. See, that's another thing God gave you. He gave you post-nut clarity. He gave you post-nut clarity to realize. He was like, let me make this fool up after he busts a nut. Roar! Don't touch me. you like, get away from me, you filthy. <laughs> yeah. You start wanting to get out of there. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, my God. No, don't touch me. Anything moist, touch your arm. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had your whole fist and hand up in there. You drop some water on your elbow. She kissed you with a moist lip. You ready to... Oh. <laughs> you in the shower. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Don't touch me, you woman. What a crazy... Lord, you're, you're very funny, Lord. I'll give it to you that. <laughs> I give that one to you, Lord. <laughs> Shout out to YouTube Trash Talker. Oh, wait a minute. Shout out to Zero Fallout just dropping off some shekels. We'll catch the show later. Thank you, man. Setsana says they call a project a project because it's a project, an experiment we're in, and, uh, and it only, wait, experiment we're in, it only as objects, or I believe we're only as objects. This is a quote from Jay Jay-Z. And you guys totally missed that. The projects. What, what is that? What is the projects? Mm. And as our boy CeeLo said, I don't know if they put up the gate to keep crime out or keep our ass in. Did they put up the gate up on our projects to keep crime out or to keep our ass in? See, these are all things that you got to uh, understand that, that has been done to people for a long time. I wonder if they kept the gate up to keep crime out or keep our ass in. Think about that. All right, that is real. All right, shout out to Drew Levine. I would never get in listening device. 
I read a report where one called the police because it heard a couple arguing, no way the government going to wiretap me. Wow. YouTube trash talker, I won't mess with a woman over 29 because I got money. And you definitely don't have to. Young, young Vikey says you call Houston dead last, but you the coach of the Houston, Texas, coach. <laughs> I know, man. I coach the Houston, Texas. I'm going to be out there, man. We're going to run up the score also, folks. Cool G. Uh, cool G's heating and air. Shout out to you. My guitar is my companion, free agent for life. 100%. Companionship can be bought. Companionship can be bought. I can gain knowledge from people. I don't have to. I don't have to get into a relationship for companionship at all. I can go speak to. A, I can go to a Catholic church and talk to somebody. Uh, what do they call it when you go in there and confess? I can go to confessional. If I want to do that, I can hire a psychologist. Anything. I don't have to get into a relationship because what you're gonna find out is you're selling out to get the little bit you're getting back. SAU Engineeria, I needed this message today, coach. Thank you. Uh-huh. Hey, another thing you can do, last thing, keep yourself busy. Keep yourself busy. I'm a busybody. Um, today I did some firearm training. Uh, before that, I went to the gym. And uh, my, my kids keep me busy even though I'm not here. I organize some things for them. And so I have that. Uh, but it doesn't require me to always be there. Um, I actually went to a meeting last night because – you know, a friend of mine had Angels season tickets. They've been having them for years, and they needed another person to come in and pick up 10 games. And so I went to this meeting last night at the Suburban House. It was very blue-pilled. And I went in there. I picked my 10 games. I'm going to go to some Angel games. I have Raiders season tickets. I'm going to go to some of the games and sit and chill. I like going to the Angel Stadium. I don't go all the time. But I go there. You know, I drive, I, I, um, I drive in. Go see the game, pop in, pop out the way I want. I can use it as a little bit of uh, things to do for recreation for other people. I know some people that I can sell the tickets to. I can take some skeezer there. I can. I normally go to the game and walk around the stadium. I don't sit in the seats. I keep myself busy, man. But I don't go to nightclubs and bars, and I don't do any of that bullshit, right? I, I, I um, my firearm training consists of handgun training and uh, shooting out near Lake Piru and uh, live action shooting. And then I do firearm training in terms of preparing for scenarios and studios. And um, what else do I do? Uh, travel occasionally, although I haven't traveled much because of C-19. Um, I do YouTube as a hobby and a source of income. I write books. I've written books. Um, you know, I collect video games and old video game consoles and old action figures from when I was a kid. Um, I have a car, two motorcycles, truck. I go fishing occasionally. Um, I write lyrics to songs. And just so you guys, I prepare for live streams. Uh, I work out. Bro, I don't have time for bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't have time to just be sitting around doing nothing. I got plenty of shit to do. You know what I mean? And um, to me, he says, take skeezers to the game, then blow back out. Yep. I pick up him in, I pick up him in a Porsche. Hey, let's go to the baseball game. The seats are fantastic. We sit at the seats. She's impressed. This is great. And then <laughs> clap them cheeks and send her ass home, man. Look. Um, 
I go to the firearm range. I, you know, I'm always trying to learn other things. Like, you know what I mean? I'm always like, oh man, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying life. I, I have the gaming channel. I get like 80 people that watch my videos. So if you've got a small YouTube channel and you think, oh, Coach Nick, he's all of that because he got big channels, I'm going to let you guys know. I got some channels that nobody watches and I still put content out. I still be out here dropping content. So guys, I feel you when you don't have an audience and you're trying to work hard to get an audience. That don't sway me. All right, look at these channels over here. Look at my little measly-ass gaming channel. I'll be out here, my old ass. Where is it at? Hey, click. Look, 2.5K subscribers. I out here, I do the thumbnails. I record the game. I do the voiceover. You know why? Because I do this because I learn. And it, I, love to, I love to learn how to do it. You know what I mean? I'm always like, let me figure out how to do this and how do people do this? I'm always looking at YouTubers. How does a YouTuber do that? And this helps me with my show. This helps me with my show. And then it makes me uh, really understand people who have small channels because I have small channels too. Um, I have this channel. My newest channel is going to be a vlog channel. So it only has three points. Um, make you 3.16K. Shout out to the brothers that's over here. But this channel is me not in studio because I'm like, I don't want to be in studio. I want to go out and I do my editing and my what's going on. Like, look, check out my channel. I'll be like, I want to do my drone and I want to do my editing. Like, I got plenty of shit to do, man. So I'm always like, oh, I want to do this and I want to fly my drone over here. I do my editing. Like, there ain't shit that people could do. Like, pussy ain't enough. Peace leave ain't enough to make me stop all this. Peace leave is not enough to make me stop. And I will schedule my peace leave in the middle of all this. So I'll go to places and I'll do the vlog. I'll add the music. And then 80 people will watch it. <laughs> Actually, 1.7, 1,700 people watched it. So this is how I live life. I live life for fun and learning and all of that stuff. I don't live for peace leave, bro. Peace leave is viable. Peace leave is a distraction. Women, to me, they, like you, she can't replicate these experiences for me. And when I when I find myself in the company of women, it's very much scheduled. All right, you're going to be here, and this is when it's going to end. And then when it ends, I'm going to go do what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to an event. It's a popular, well-known event tomorrow. I'm going to be there almost all day. And I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to go look at some of the stuff they have to offer. Women can come in probably for an hour and 15 minutes. I can get my nut and then that's it. Like, what else can she do? So I'm pretty much satisfied. Now, she can waste my time, but she can't offer me any of these things in its place. And also, I'll add this. She can't go to me to all of these places. She can't go with me. All right. So if she does go with me, she's going to distract me from my experiences. So when I do all these videos and I play with my dog and I'm describing my truck, I'm like, hey, this is my truck right here, right? I'm saying I got this on the truck and this is why I bought this. Oh, I think I went to the Raiders game here. Yep, this is me going to the Raiders game. You guys have seen some of these videos right here. This is me having fun, man. To me, this is life. To me, this is life.
relationships and marriage, I've tried it. That that ain't life, bro. Now it could be for you, but for me, it ain't it. I be in the world, man. Y'all think I be out here in this damn studio all day? I'm out in the world. I'm living. Shout out to the Raider Nation, man. This is me. Let me see. I think I put myself on there cheering. I got them decent seats. Look at them big old buzzer. Oh, Gordita in the building. So, man, go live life. Go live life. There's much more to life than relationships and women. So don't be a Debbie Downer and all that stuff. Go spend your money. Go spend your money doing other shit. Right? And then you'll find out that you'll have less time for all of these people. And shout out to the San Diego Charger ass motherfuckers. Man. Shout out to the Chargers. I hate the Chargers. I think Magic Johnson's in here. This is Magic Johnson. See, this is the one where Magic Johnson, so I'm at the game. Two dudes recognized me at the game, and they didn't beat me up, by the way. Two dudes came up. He's like, man, you coach Greg Adams, man, right here at the Raiders game. But there's Magic Johnson right there in the suite. So I was sitting ahead of him in the suite, and uh, all of a sudden, everybody turned around. It was like, they go Magic. So I'm giving Magic the thumbs up. I recorded it. So anyway, shout out to the whack. Yeah, San Diego Chargers in the building, man. Look, let's go have some fun. I'm going to be out of here. I'm going to go cook some food, relax, chill, maybe do some editing. I don't know. Oh, we got a couple more. The Undisputed Man says WrestleMania weekend going to be lit, Sean. Yes, I have WrestleMania weekend coming up Saturday and Sunday. I do have a girl coming through on Sunday, but I'm doing some firearm training all day Saturday. Uh, she's coming through Saturday, so she's going to miss that. But Sunday is WrestleMania Day. I will be doing my live streams on Sunday. And then Brig Hefe says, get the likes up, coach. He says, thanks for the heads. Wisdom, CGA. Thank you, sir. That's what we do around here. Thank you for that sponsorship. And let's get up out of here, brothers, man. Let's go enjoy the rest of your day. Go watch Kevin Samuels or somebody, whoever else coming on today. Peace.